Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Check out a trial of their service and get a free audiobook download by going to audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Oh man, I can't believe they're showing Tommy Boy in theaters again. I can't wait. Ah, my friends, thank you for showing up. What? You're not Brian Dennehy. Yes, I am David Cage, and this is a very special kind of movie. I know, it's the best buddy road trip comedy ever. As things happen, you will press the analog sticks to make sure that Tommy and Richards will sell enough brake pads to save the town of Sandusky. That seems a little unnecessary. I'll just ignore it. Bad guy in little gold. Bad guy in little gold. Ah, ah, ah. It seems that one of you isn't doing your part. Projectionist, roll the film back. What? Bad guy in little gold. Bad guy in little gold. You, in row 5CJ. It's you, isn't it? We will do it again! Just let me pay attention to the movie! Omicron sucks! <laughs> really? You're gonna throw cinnamon-flavored spherical candies at me? It would be in your best interest to watch the on-screen props and not the antics of Chris Farley. Otherwise, you will have to watch out for cinnamon-flavored spherical candies. Stop it! My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Indigo Prophecy, which is an adventure game developed by Quantic Dream and published by Atari for the PC, PS2, and Xbox in 2005. That's right. And uh, this game is an interactive suspense movie, allowing you to control the actions and conversations of several people as the plot unfolds. Uh, your main methods of interaction are investigating and having conversations by manipulating the right analog stick or mouse, or going through the various Simon Says uh, QTEs during action sequences. Yes. The game was originally called Fahrenheit in Europe, uh, but the name was changed in North America because it was similar to the movie Fahrenheit 911. Uh, the American version... <laughs> and the temperature. Yes. Uh, means, means of measuring temperature. Yes. Stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was centigrade over in Europe. Yeah. Wait, is there a difference between centigrade and Celsius? Man, you are asking the wrong guy, and okay. I'm embarrassed that you are. Like, one of us should... <laughs> I'm embarrassed for both of us. Like, we should probably know that. I think that they're they, that, that they're kind of the same, but... Uh. I study books and feelings. <laughs> I, I did one year of engineering, Gary. That's not enough to know that difference. I think it probably is. Who is Kelvin? Yeah. <laughs> I only did one year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why... <laughs> Um, uh, the American version also stripped out some of the nudity and sex as well, uh, mm-hmm. but not enough of it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. In a, in a rare sen, uh, case of censorism for the uh, censorship. Censorism? <laughs> I, I got censorism when I was way too old. Um, uh, censorship uh, for the force of good. Uh, Quantic Dream initially planned this as an episodic, downloadable game, but the technology constraints at the time kept that from happening. Um, large sections were cut from the last third of the game, so it could be released uh, presumably on time. Yeah, it, th- this yeah. game was neither on time nor on budget, so I wasn't able to put that into the copy yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah. so it was able to be released full stop. Yeah, period. <laughs> so so it came out. Yes. Um yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the plot, Cole. And and astute listeners will notice a turn about halfway through this. So yes. see if you can point out uh, like the exact moment I'm thinking of. Yes. So Indigo Prophecy is almost entirely plot. So it's actually uh, going to behoove us to be a bit bare bones because we're going to be talking about that throughout the course of the course of the episode. We don't want to give away the, the entire thing, right? So you play as Lucas Kane, a man who commits a horrible murder in the bathroom of a New York diner sweet you also play Mm -hmm. as carla valenti and tyler miles two detectives who are tasked with solving this murder double Mm -hmm. sweet yep uh the game progresses as lucas seeks to figure out why he committed this murder against his will uh it turns out that he was possessed by what is revealed to be an ancient mayan oracle (laughs) dun dun uh carla and tyler close in on lucas but not before it can be revealed that i would actually say this is probably the bar um where there there are pawns of a massive conspiracy between two powerful clans the world government and artificial intelligence that runs the internet (laughs) the orange and purple clans respectively Yes. Their ultimate goal is the indigo child, a young girl who will whisper a prophecy that grants the person who hears it immeasurable power. Your actions, successes, and failures at the very end determine who gets to hear the secret. Also, space space rocks and the force are involved. Yeah, there, there's... Yeah. This is... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, we'll, we'll go into it. It'll, yes. it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> this will all make... Um, s- no? Yeah. Okay. Wait. No, yeah, no. It's a, you know... And, like, it's what a... Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it. Luckily, and we won't we won't talk too much about generalities now. We'll kind of get to them as they get revealed, mm-hmm. because this game uh, like hides you know hides its its a uh, dog shit under a bushel, like in a, in a big bad way by having you know maybe the strongest adventure game opening. Yeah, that I've played. Like the opening is incredible. Yeah, it is a massive updraft of goodwill that like causes me to like this game much longer um, than i should imagine cole wearing a dress like a black dress standing over a vent of goodwill sheepishly holding down in front of I'm his dress of, and just I'm, I'm giggling think, like a like i'm like thinking like like, like like a glider or some kind of bird that's just kind of like oh it's like a swell it just kind of like ah raises you up yes yeah i i picture you as Marilyn Monroe. It, it, it raises me up so I can stand on mountains. It lifts yeah. me up. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go chapter by chapter. We, in the end, I bet you we end up running out of time and skipping some of these. We're not in yeah, like, them. Yeah. Like just, we, we can use our judgment. We're not going to be as exhaustive about it because uh, there are 44 fucking chapters in this game. <laughs> yep. So, and it, keep in mind, this is, they cut out a lot of stuff or they didn't finish it. Right. Right. So this yeah, was so the, supposed yeah. to be a massive, massive thing. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, and it's very rare that I, that I point out like the diligence that I approach these notes with, I've done a summary for every chapter. Yeah, this is it's really really involved. <laughs> yeah. So kudos kudos to you. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, so you start off with the the chapter uh, one, the murder. Yes. And uh, essentially, um, this is where the plot gets started. Um, you're Lucas Kane, and you murder a stranger in a bathroom. Yes. And there's all kinds of you know foreshadowing, like you're seeing these hallucinations, uh, uh, ritualistic paintings on the ground, um, you know, a mysterious girl, uh, a dude in a hood. You know, it's mm-hmm. like any kind of like initiation rite. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it's, what it's trying to to call. And the game like really telegraphs. If you didn't play the tutorial, it telegraphs. You know exactly what it is right from the start because you don't choose a new game, you choose new movie. Yeah. Um, I, which really points to. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna really bitch about this for a lot of this this podcast. So prepare for it. But that really points to like one of my least favorite things about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not opposed to the idea of an interactive movie. Right. Um, I just think this is one of the clumsier executions. Yeah, and like the, the, that is one of the main points on which we differ about mm-hmm. games in general, not specifically about this one. Like the things that bother me about this are not really related to the, the to the interactive movie parts. But uh, I think that that is one of the points where uh, that will generate some of the conversation around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and we both. I mean, yeah. I don't think I think they were both probably mild, moderate enough in our respective feelings to where it's not, you know, if you're looking for another classic uh, hardball-esque watch out for fireballs throwdown. Of course where, you fucking you know, say that. Huh? Well, you fucking liberal pinko. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know if liking uh, interactive movies makes you liberal or makes you conservative. Um, yeah. It's the conflict that both sides can ignore. Well, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of no yeah. consequence to anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. The, so, so you murder a dude, and then you almost immediately take control. Uh, Lucas wakes up, and he's gonna like, oh, what the fuck happened? Yep. Um, and and you're confronted with all of this evidence, like very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing it because it's evidence of what you did, but it also plays into it mechanically. Right, right. So you gain control of him, and as you walk around, you have these kind of context-sensitive um, prompts that you can do with the right analog stick. I, I played it on the console. That seems like the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. controls, that, uh, the controls on PC. I played it for the first time on PC. Uh, not that great. Yeah, it's 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 significantly harder. Um, yeah. the, I played this when it came out, and I played it on uh, with with a PS2, mm-hmm. and this time I played it on PSP. Yeah, um, and it's harder to control. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes up more later, but it's a pain here, and you have to do a lot of finagling to make it work. And when you do certain quick time events, that the game does not telegraph very well. Um, what you're, you know, what input you're using on your keyboard. To yeah. correspond to the the Simon boards on the screen, mm-hmm. um, that's you know a, that's one that's not really a fault of the game because it works fine mm-hmm. uh, with a controller. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, but but it's kind of neat because you have this analog stick and it vaguely mimics what you're going to be doing. So when you pick up the mop to, uh, to 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 mop up the blood after you drag the body into the into the bathroom stall, uh, you're kind of doing these circular motions with it. Like it, you know, it's it's this little this little nod towards you being the actor um, in addition mm-hmm. to being the director, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is neat. And this this scene is really fun because you have to think critically about like where there might be evidence. Mm-hmm. And what you can do. And part of it is you're just going to see those context-sensitive prompts. Yeah. But there's a risk-reward involved because you start flashing to a cop that is sitting out in the diner. Mm-hmm. So you have a limited – like, you first you just learn that he's there. Eventually, he starts walking towards the bathroom. So you have a limited amount of time to do this. Right. So the, the game part of this, like, the fun part is, like, you have to choose, like, what – you know, how quickly you can clean up the evidence, what you're going to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this has impact right. later, which is really cool. Yeah, so the, we'll we'll get to this when we get to the to the next chapter. But you have to be very detail oriented, but also know when to cut bait and run, right? Well, so 
one of my favorite so you know and heaping some praise on this before I bury it like one of my favorite things about this game and it's true of The Walking Dead as well and like most good adventure games um, is you, you can do that you know but it you are controlling like there are fail states but you're mostly just controlling how the story articulates right so your reward is a different experience. Like playing more in line with what you would like to see mm-hmm. is really important because there's only a few situations where you can actually just lose. Yeah. You know, like you can you can clean up none of the evidence and just walk out. Right. You know, and uh, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And the story just continues away, and nothing. You know, the consequences for the most part are very low mm-hmm. during these investigative. Like kind of dialogue based parts, right. you know. This isn't a dialogue based part, but when that happens, the consequences are very low, and I like low consequence gaming sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it even makes a nod to that in the fail states. Like, the, yes, there are game overs, but it says like bad end or something like that, where like you know, like if you get caught like right away, you know, the the voiceover says like uh, they caught me in the in the bathroom. I, I would never get to figure out what happened on that day. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like, like oh, the, and, that could be a way the story ends. It's not and just there's kind a, of like there's try a unique again. ending. Yeah, and there, there's a unique ending for each chapter. Right. Yeah, um, I watched a bunch of those on youtube mm-hmm. like because i didn't i didn't end in each one sorry to cut you off that's fine um but yeah which is neat mm-hmm. you yeah. know that's that's really cool mm-hmm. so yeah uh there's a largely inconsequential sanity meter it's just kind of i, I don't know if you get it low enough the your character like you lose like your character commits suicide or something mm-hmm. like that or breaks down uh, uh otherwise uh but not in a like call of cthulhu kind of you know like oh boy don't equip the gun kind of way it's just yeah. it's just a, a a way to keep score and uh, kind of reward you for doing some of the slice of life stuff and kind of like to to, to kind of guide you towards uh, constructive behavior. So like Lucas washing up, like you know, like like looking at looking in the uh, in the mirror um, lowers his uh, his sanity. Like oh god, I'm covered in blood. You know, he sees his arms, blah blah blah. But then washing up like raises that. So it's a way to kind of judge your success um, in a given in a given time and, and to get an idea of the character. Yeah, true. So like some of the stuff, you know, it, it's it since it is so low low consequence, um, you're just kind of learning, you know, what the character would like or dislike. And mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's there's a fail state at the very bottom, but it's really hard to get to. Yeah. Um, I th- like I like the sanity meter in Call of Cthulhu a little bit more than this. Like I wanted there to be. I want it to be a sanity meter, like, and have, like, some kind of visual effect or have Mm -hmm. a character have a different reaction to you if you're stressed out. Yeah. As opposed to if you're in a good mood. Um, It doesn't quite do that. It's just kind of a little, little, you know, happiness meter that's largely decorative. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you you get points basically for doing a thing. Um, It it says a lot that, uh, that that the optimal state is neutral. Yeah, <laughs> like non plus. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, I don't want them to be like skipping around, but it speaks to how bleak this whole thing is. It it's also tends to that's pretty true to my real life. Like when people ask me how I'm doing, like, like I'm like oh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I'm never you know great because I'm not I'm not doing great. Like when are you doing great? You know I feel like my my standard like if I'm just walking around work like I'm usually around seventy percent, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I I top out most times. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that that's true to, to Indigo Prophecy as it is to <laughs> to my my job. The real the real hook of this um, this game though comes with Chapter Two, and it's right immediately because of what you you see. Like you think that you're going to go, you know, you have to get away from the scene. You can do it in different ways. I like that. I think that's really clever. Yeah, you can either um, walk right out the front door. I I always pay when I play. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and mm. and you can pay. You can take different ways home. Um, but the uh, 
and that's, you know, you're just making these choices to conceal evidence and, uh, which is really fun. And then immediately, you know, I thought that I, like the first time I played it, I was going to play Lucas, you know, following the story. And then you immediately are new characters. Yeah. With doing, investigating the same thing that just happened. That's awesome. Like the, one of my favorite things about this game is playing both sides against the middle. Yeah. Until the line gets so blurry and you realize that there are kind of like bigger threats. I don't like what those threats are, but I like the fact that this seemingly, you know, this kind of cat and mouse serial killer thing, which is really compelling, mm-hmm. um, you know, is not really the plot. I guess right. I don't like that. <laughs> I wish <laughs> yeah. that was the, was the it's plot. Like, like yeah, it's, there we I go. mean, you can't you can't really do that. It'd be like playing Stratego against yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really do that because you would make one character or one side like throw the game, right? You know, but well, uh, it's really a clever conceit. Yeah, and, and they and they and they conceal that in like really clever ways. So if you find the knife, um, it, you know, if you, if you pick up the knife in the uh, in the you know off the floor, you say like, okay, oh boy, I've got to hide this, and then the camera pans away. And then yeah. you have to be one of the characters finding it in a random like hiding spot, you yeah. know. Here, so it adds a it, it it keeps it from being you know it keeps you your actions from spoiling somebody else's investigation later. And that happens mm-hmm. not enough throughout the game, but but like enough to be like, oh well, they th- they thought this through. I agree, and I would say that the game uh, investigative segments don't happen enough, right? In this game, in general, like that's. Probably my favorite thing that that happens, followed by dialogue, which is introduced here. Yes. You don't really do too much in the way of dialogue in Chapter 1. But here, since you are cops investigating this uh, this murder, um, you know, you're, you're invest, uh, neg- uh, God, interrogating <laughs> the beat cop who's there, interrogating the waitress, um, mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to figure out what you can about Lucas. Yeah. So it introduces uh, um, Jennifer Lopez and uh, blaxploitation Dolomite McBlackula. Yeah, yeah, just the black. I, I sent Cole a text during a later chapter, and I'm like, "Man, Tyler is black. black. Like they are going out of their way, and it gets it's offen- kind of offensive like, yes. a little bit later. Like he and he's a great character. Uh-huh. Like I really like him as a dude. Like he's mm-hmm. just really affable, and he's not he doesn't speak in jive, and like it's not offensive there. But the fact that he's accompanied by funk music wherever he goes, <laughs> yeah. it is a little like, questionable. He doesn't walk; he saunters. Yeah, he's got a real thuggish role. Um, like Which everywhere is fine, he goes, but don't make a point of it. Yeah, walk however you like, yeah. but like you have to be careful if you're going to make a black character and make him accompanied by funk music. Yeah, and then when you get to his apartment, it's incredible. <laughs> it looks like the set of a black exploitation. It's incredible. Like it, it looks like the set of like like the most hilarious like porn. Yeah, like that you like it just like it's so it's crazy. It's like if you they took that velvet painting. So, like, you know that velvet painting that's behind Scatman Crothers in The Shining? <laughs> yeah. His apartment is the rest of the room. <laughs> like, that is where that is where Tyler lives. <laughs> that's pretty good. Like, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like mm-hmm. both of them as characters a lot. And this game would not do well if the characters weren't, like, if I didn't like them to be mm-hmm. around. Like, they're all well voice acted. Yeah, I like all three of the principal leads. You know, their, mm-hmm. their performances, you know. Yep. Um, are real good. So you're, you're investigating a, a murder, so it kind of becomes a procedural kind of thing. And uh, you could, you do that interrogation to the waitress. She's real sensitive. Like, she's been, she's really torn up by it. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was killed was a regular. Um, so you had to kind of have a soft touch Yeah. with her. And you can choose who, who interrogates who, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a bum outside as well that you can interrogate. And I, I didn't get him to, to crack. Neither did I. Either, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's possible because... I think he belongs to that organization later. Yes, it, it um, is the same guy. It is. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. that is uh, what's his name. 
I don't uh, know. Barton. Smile and Jack. Smile and Jack, yeah. Yeah, yeah Smile and Jack. <laughs> but, Essentially. Uh, but it's cool yeah. because, like, you know, once you get into the bathroom, not only can you make Tyler pee in front of Carla, um, they, <laughs> they, both, cool. they both spot different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is awesome. I wish the kind of – I mean, this would be really hard to articulate, but if the things they spotted spoke more to their personality Mm -hmm. a little bit, it does a little bit in that, like, Tyler will look through the garbage and Carla won't. Right. You know, so maybe that says something about it. But it is cool just to differentiate them as people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, they're clearly different characters. Neither of them are just kind of, uh, you know, ciphers for the – for the player. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's true of Lucas as well. Right. Like none of the characters you play in this are blank slates for you for you to be, which is which is a tricky thing to do and make come across in gameplay mm-hmm. uh, in a game where you have multiple like where I'm going to be the constant. Yeah. In the game, like making everyone feel different. Yeah, everybody has their own motivation, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh so where where did you find the knife? Toilet tank. Toilet tank. Ah, yeah. Yep. I found it in the vent. I was surprised he didn't just put it in his pocket and go. Oh, that's why, because yeah. I, yeah, because I, you know, that was I, I remembered that from when I first played it. I don't know, why, you know, obviously you can't do it, but I, th- I remember throwing it outside for some reason. I, I just imagined it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All my indigo prophecy dreams. <laughs> and is it possible to get out without finding the tempest under the table? Uh no. Okay. No, the game. I try. I didn't realize what was I missing. There was some critical piece of evidence I was missing, and I tried to leave a couple times, and the characters just, you know, there's yeah. still more evidence here. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Also, the like a, like a detail that is alluded to a little bit later, uh, there are two drinks on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, which is cool and mysterious. Yes. Yeah, so they, they have all the evidence that they need right now to get to, you know, to the next, uh, to the next uh, chapter here. Um, mm-hmm. do, is this where they introduce uh, character choices? Yes, you okay. can swap. Well, you don't. It's not like where you begin and you can do them in any order, but you can swap between the two. Oh yeah. Oh, so you mean you mean after this in chapter three? Yeah, yeah. Like to where it, like it presents you with the next chapters, and it's like you can do them and not not orders. yet. It's during okay. the next one. Okay. So you can choose between uh, chapter four and five. I think. All right. Chapter three, though, I think you have to do that one first. Yeah. Because they're always going to be one or the other. Like you wouldn't do the day after and the confession mm-hmm. as options between each other since they're both Lucas. Oh yeah chapter so makes sense you, the, yeah. no matter what you do the day after which is you and your palatial like <laughs> yeah, new your, york apartment your cavernous multi-million dollars per month yeah <laughs> um, new york apartment well, as as like a, an it professional <laughs> yeah. lucas has no business affording in new york city um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just very sparse too like you get you know you find out that his girlfriend recently moved out but mm-hmm. why doesn't he have any fucking stuff yeah he has a tv that's like in the middle of the room in front of a a spare couch a punching bag and a guitar yeah and then just you know room for 30 or 40 of his closest friends to sleep on the floor like <laughs> his bedroom there's no decor like he doesn't believe in decorations no no it's the story of a murdering man who doesn't believe in decorations and has the worst taste in music of anyone you'll ever meet yeah yeah theory life. of a dead man or something like yeah it's like it's 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 like one step it's it's like a more obscure Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of, one of my favorite things, I was complaining about this game on Facebook, and one of our fans, and I apologize for not having it off the top of my head, but I was bitching about getting to the end, and someone's like, don't worry, there's a theory of a dead man song at the end. <laughs> That's very funny. It is pretty um, funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whew, thank God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wrap man, up that subplot. It's all worth it. Wow. Yeah, it's all worth it for this exclusive theory of a dead man track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking theory of a dead man <laughs> I, I, I have not heard of them outside of this game so they almost have to be a real band 
I don't know. They're too, like, I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Well, you say fucking theory of a dead man like it's somebody that lives like, those guys, those clowns. It could also be the worst part, like, well, not the worst part of this game, but it could also be, like, a really (laughs) frustrating thing in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, Like, I could say fuck them even if they were just an entity. Yeah. The game. So what is what is day three about? Yeah, day three. It's Lucas waking up uh, after the after the murder, um, and uh, a policeman coming to visit because he's been screaming in the night. Yeah, he's been having night terrors, um, and he's got it. You know, he's still torn up. <clears throat> yep. So the kind of the cool part again, you're just hiding evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I probably could have just hid evidence the whole game. Like, yeah. I like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I not thinking of? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what is he going to spot? Yeah. And then you also, this is where you do the um, the uh, interrogation where there's the suspicion meter. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, which is really cool, where you mm-hmm. have to answer questions. Um, the dialogue system, you have a limited time to make your dialogue decisions, mm-hmm. like a uh, The Walking Dead. Um, and, you, you know, you get to know, like, you, you don't get to know exactly what you say similar to that so you just kind of like lean in a dir- or not similar to that so you lean in a direction right like you push an angle um and different Tell ones will make the cop more. yeah exactly um we'll get make the cop more or less suspicious yeah. uh, making him wait outside while you hide evidence can make him more suspicious you have a time limit there mm-hmm. pretty neat yeah um yeah so like his his uh um suspicion is mostly related to you know your your responses um if you let him search or not um, and if you have like managed to patch up your arms, because we forgot to mention it, but you were carving, you were carving oh, uh, yeah. designs Snakes. in your forearms. Yeah. Snakes. Like shades of Gabriel Knight. Yes. Yeah. Crash. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, um, ding, this, all, ding, this ding, also ding, has ding. My, my, my favorite, uh, my favorite death in the game. You, mm. you, you oh, could, when you mix the, the pills. <laughs> yeah. When you mix booze and pills and my story ends here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's like a PSA. You, you, you have to choose the booze or the pills because when you take the pills, it's like, don't mix with alcohol. Yeah. And that's all he really says about him and, and just takes them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Nietzsche on his bedstand. Yeah, which. Like, yeah. He's Come like on. a real creeper. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look at Lucas Kane. Like, when I say I like him as a character, I mean, he's interesting. Like, yes. I don't know if I think I would want to hang out with him. If I was going to hang out with anybody, it'd be Tyler. Yeah. Because I, I like uh, soul music from the 60s and 70s. Yes. And so as, does he. As, as do I. I don't want to be yeah. misunderstood. I like the music. <laughs> I just don't yeah, like no. what it represents. Yeah, I, I like it too. It's just it's silly. Um, yeah. But the, the pretty pretty brief, uh, you get to you can pick up a picture of him and his girlfriend, which lays mm-hmm. the foundations for a subplot. His girlfriend has recently left him. Mm-hmm. You can check your uh, computer, which always has like three options. Yes. Like search, internet, and mail. Um, <laughs> they're all like using netbooks. Like really, really like simplified netbooks. It's, okay, so this ostensibly takes place in 2012. You have these crazy hover screens, but you're looking around through AOL keywords. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and the the, the uh, there's a little bit of world building that happens on the computers, which is cool. Mostly about the weather. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a record cold front. This whole game takes place in a, in a snowstorm, essentially. That just yeah. keeps getting worse and worse. Every scene title card shows you what the, what the temperature is outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I, I also like th- there, there are news stories about like violent video games and things like that, which is kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're a video game. I get it. There's a couple <laughs> little winking, you know, just David Cage, just uh, yeah. smiling, rocking back and forth. Like Omicron sells multi-million is best game ever or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good um, on you. Uh, Marcus calls during this, and it leads to the next section where if you yeah. ch- you can choose who you want to play as next, if you want to play as Lucas or as the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but it probably logically follows to ch- play as Lucas again because Marcus just called right, and said right. he wants to meet up 
Uh, so you meet up in a park. Uh, again, you know, like I, I like any kind of instance of like family uh, in in, uh, in games that isn't like husband and wife. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, brothers. They're you know they they obviously have trouble. They they disagree on a lot of fundamental things, but uh, Lucas at least trusts that he can confide in Marcus that he uh, that he straight up ice ice cold killed the dude and that he may yeah. or may not have been possessed. <laughs> I th- I think Marcus is really bland. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think there's anything to Marcus's character. No. Like I, I mean, I think he's really poorly developed. It's I like that they're brothers. You know, I like that. I like the part that you're talking about where it's like introducing a family dynamic. But like, I can't name one trait about Marcus. Like, I just don't think he has like enough depth mm-hmm. for for his character. Yeah. Um, same thing. Same thing with the girlfriend. Later, yeah, like yeah. I feel like this game spent so much time developing really well the the kind of primary characters, mm-hmm. and the secondary characters are all you know may as well not be there yeah i I like marcus's kind of like journey to towards believing lucas and how that Mm. kind of conflicts with uh kind of his notions of you know he's a he's a priest (laughs) yeah with his faith yeah with his faith um yeah that like that that's an interesting bit of texture but uh yeah yeah. i can kind of see it but yeah but uh crosses and holy symbols are your life in this game yeah weirdly enough like you collect rosaries to get extra (laughs) lives which like play this game on easy and yeah. you won't really need uh extra lives yeah because the, the difficulty does not make anything that's good about the game worse. more challenging yeah. or interesting mm-hmm. uh it just makes the things that are terrible at the game worse yeah so play it on easy and you probably won't need to hunt out extra lives the the centerpiece uh bit of this which i feel like is a little bit of like some real deus ex machina stuff yeah um is that a kid is dr- like falling into uh, uh a lake and is going to drown and at the exact same time as a massive coincidence, you see the beat cop from the diner who happens to be there. <laughs> yeah. So, like, both things just happen to happen, mm-hmm. like, while you're there. Like, and you get to choose. You know, it's such a binary choice. Yeah. Like, it's such, it's such a, like, clumsy, you know, good or evil decision. Like, whether you save the kid and the cop might recognize you or if you ignore the kid and have that kid's conscious on your mind. Yeah. Um, I say I think that's really clumsy, but it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, I saved the kid, mm-hmm. as so. as do I. If you don't, you take a pretty massive sanity hit. Yeah, um, as well I, you should. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as you do. Yeah, as you do. Um, but also, I think that if you save the kid, so if you you save the kid, and like you know that the police officer recognized you because he looks at you, um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like, yep, you you got it. You run away. You run away before the police will come. And yeah. uh, um, you know, you get away. I think that this is ultimately what seals your fate. Because even if uh, Tyler or even if Carla doesn't have enough evidence when you go to put everything together, he comes in and says, hey, I've been keeping this secret, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, like this actually does have a pretty big bearing on the story, too. That's interesting because I can't. uh, Does the story move forward if she doesn't have enough evidence? I've never gotten to that point with I don't think the game will let you not have enough evidence at that point. Oh. Like, is it, he always came in and told me, in addition to, like, the mountains of evidence I'd collected. Yeah. Because you only need to connect, like, two things during that scene. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is not enough evidence to convict We've a man of murder. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> like, like that yeah. is not enough, you know, evidence to convict somebody of murder. But yeah. the, uh, I can't imagine the game moving on without her being able to do it. It's likely I'm mistaken. Like, there, yeah, there are contingency plans for a bunch of stuff in the end game, but it's likely that I'm mistaken. Yeah, it could be. Or, and it could just be something that adds on to it, you know, to to really seal the coffin because maybe people are, were playing and be like, this is not like people yeah. liking the same book. It's not enough. <laughs> like <laughs> that is not evidence. Um, so the, uh, and the next chapter is really cool. Um, you are Carla and Tyler, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the station starting to put together the pieces. Right. 
So, uh, and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about Tyler being like capital B black because Carla's there waiting for Tyler. You can switch to Tyler. And I, it took me a little while to figure out the first time I played that I needed to actually switch to Tyler to make him get out of bed. Yeah. Like you call him to wake him up, but he will not do it automatically. You have to, you have to get him out. It's a little uncomfortable that Tyler is the one who's late. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, well, he, I don't know. I don't know if that, like he's, he's the, he's the more relaxed dude. True. True. It would be weird if she was late because she's the more uptight one. Like, I'm okay with this being an uptight, relaxed <laughs> dynamic okay. as opposed to being a white-black or Hispanic-black dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, what's, uh, I mean, and that, that doesn't have to be uncomfortable when his whole entire, like, apartment is furnished in velvet. Yeah. Like, it's already uncomfortable, Cole. We don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to look for more angles. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it's, it is ridiculous. I, I, love, I love his girlfriend. She's like, <laughs> she's, like, all meek and Frenchy, and she has the ennui. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's sad. She's like that cat. She's like that Henry cat. Um, the uh, and if you want to, you can bone her. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I don't like sex in video games very much, and I don't <laughs> like nudity in video games. Um, I remember doing it when I first played it. Even then, like I was you know twenty five or whatever, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I just wanted to see if you could do it. Right. And uh, it gives you that little heart symbol or the lips or whatever it is. Yeah. And you can do that. Play some funk music and show some shaking. Uh, like, you know, furniture or whatever. A lava lamp, I think. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> a, la- a lava lamp, presumably. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is a lava lamp. Yeah. I know he has one. Is this one of the scenes that was censored or is that later? Uh, this is like one shower. that was censored. I think it was okay. – It was uh, the, the shower also was censored, but I think this was interactive in the European version. So Okay. So, yeah. so you do quick time events to, to bang. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, you, so you do a quick bang out. I do it even if, even if it's uh, um, not – even if it is tasteless. Even if it doesn't make your dick move? Yeah, even if it – quite the opposite. All right. <laughs> um, yep. But uh, but just kind of – it feels in character. Yeah. And if this yeah. if this was something – yeah, just like it, – it, it, it feels like – yeah, it feels natural to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Especially when you don't have to wear rubber. <laughs> and then when it feels <laughs> – Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. Um, <laughs> The, uh, so and it's and it's kind of like there are parts of this game that take place in ridiculous real time. So like, getting ready for work really does mean taking a shower, putting on clothes, drinking yeah. coffee, and having breakfast. Like, yeah. you're doing you know you're kind of going through. So there are times where I feel like the interactivity of this game lends itself well, mm-hmm. and I really like it. And times when it kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're playing a railroaded cutscene where you're making no choices. Why, you know, the point of making... Like, there are things where something can have one result, but making me do it is really powerful. Right. Like, we've talked about, um, on Mike, I'm pretty sure, that, like, how much more powerful... Spoiler. Um, for Dear Esther, in case you want to skip forward five seconds. Um, how much more powerful the ending of Dear Esther would have been if it would have made you do it. Right. Right? Like, me making... Getting coffee mm-hmm. doesn't add too much. Yeah. But what what is your counterpoint for that? Like, why do you, like that you have to make coffee and take a shower and do all that because it's not something that you do in video games that often. Like it just, it just feels it adds, it adds a level of like verisimilitude to it mm. for, for, for me, just the idea like, Oh, don't forget your coat. Cause it's fucking freezing out. Like they, they could skip over it, but the, but the choice to, to put it in and leave it there actually feels really interesting to me. Um, e- even if it is, you know, e- even if it does eventually start looking ridiculous compared to the mystical Mayan prophecies. And, it, look, and it would look Fu. ridiculous. Like, let's say none of that Mayan prophecy stuff happened, which, I, God, in a better world, it wouldn't have. The uh, <laughs> It still would get tiresome at some point because, mm-hmm. like, if it's supposed to be an interactive, you can't. So David Cage wants to have his cake and eat it, too. Like, it is an interactive movie that is constantly showing things that would never make it past the cutting room floor. 
like that would never make it past the rule of scene versus summary. Mm -hmm. There are so many scenes that add nothing to the story, character, or setting. Right. You know, which you don't add things to stories that don't add to character, setting, or or plot. Mm -hmm. You just, that's just not what you do. So, like, the first time it happens, like, I will agree with you. When you do it later as just about every character, Mm -hmm. not so much. Yeah. And, like, that is what's frustrating to me about this you know, intersection of interactive, you know, of movie and game is that like, there are part, so many parts where he jettisons the best things of both Mm -hmm. and includes the worst things of both. Right. Like seemingly very willfully. And this, not so much this first time. Like I agree. The first time is kind of neat that you're going through and you know, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing. It's a nice little touch. Like when you drink the coffee in Gabriel night, like I like that you can do that. Yeah. It's not mandatory. I would like the mood boost if I chose to do those things. Right. You know, like maybe I show up to like, it just has to have consequence, even if it's not like a game ending consequence. Like mm-hmm. I don't take a shower. I get to work and Carla remarks on it. Yeah. Like, damn, you smell like sex. You know, like, <laughs> like, like somebody had a good morning, you know, like that would have been great because mm-hmm. it just changes the way the story articulates. Just placing a to-do list in front of me. I need to do before I leave. Like doesn't feel good. Like that, that yeah. feels kind of cheap to me. So, so, uh, so, so uh, not 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 to keep you know, but b- belabor this. However, I like the juxtaposition against that and concealing evidence, like the the horrible things that you do, um, juxtaposed against using similar mechanics to do these kind of mundane things. I, I I like that little bit of texture, and then like the big payoff for this is the world's most suspicious sandwich, like where you have to do, <laughs> like when you're when you're in uh, Tiffany's apartment. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> there's all this consequence. And like, you haven't eaten for days and you are doing all the same stuff that you were doing before in order to find sustenance for Lucas, you know, that you've, you know, gone, you know, gone through. So there are payoffs to it, however small. I agree with you. And, you know, in the scene versus summary kind of sense that like there's a lot of stuff that's done to make this, a, you know, a 14 hour experience when it could have been a, you know, a three hour experience. Um, no. but, uh, that, that feels reachy to me. Like that, yeah. that sandwich scene had more impact on you than it did for me. Yeah. Apparently, because like, I, you know, and I'm not, it's your experience and I wouldn't take anything away from you if I could, mm. but that, that does feel like a reach to me. Mm. Like, and then, and even if it is true, like the fact that it happens, you know, like anytime you wake up in someone's apartment, mm-hmm. like it feels like it happens at least two other times. Right. Um, you know, so getting that point across could have been done. And that's kind of, you know, playing into your point as far as it being could have been a shorter game, which I think we both agree on. Yeah. But it's like it's something like I said, it just it may, creates a dissonance in me if I'm supposed to be evoking a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes me feel, you know, multiple times during this game. I'm like, this is not. Like I don't like I don't really like it when it's trying to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, there are some things where it's like there's some neat angles and stuff like that. But when it's trying to be like, well, it's trying to be the Matrix is what I'm referring to. <laughs> I don't like that. But the um, there, when it's trying to be a, like when it's trying to be seven, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. You know, but th- this wouldn't be. This isn't trying to be anything. Right. You know. So I don't know. Like that, the, it just doesn't work for me in retrospect. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey doesn't work for me either. No, no police department in the world would allow you to have that that soul patch. No, it is it is monstrous. Yep, yep. It is. He looks like he looks terrible, he, he, and he's got a really annoying voice. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's um, like he's wearing like earrings and gold chains and stuff. He's like the most garish. Yeah. 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 He's got yeah. he's got a soul patch. Like it was like the remnant of of, of him going as uh, what was his name? The question for for Halloween. Like, oh It was yeah. the dot. Yeah. The question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah. So, 
when when you eventually show up, Jeffrey, uh, you owe him money mm-hmm. uh, because you're because Tyler. Maybe that's a little. Re- I mean, I don't like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but you owe him money, and he decided to settle it on the courts. <laughs> you know the way that black people fight their wars. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> like it is so. And I've so, seen hoop dreams. Have you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the uh, you decided to settle it on the courts, and I remember that. Like this is a real distinct memory of me, like being spoiled by knowing what came later. Mm-hmm. Is when I was younger, I was like, "Cool, there's going to be a basketball mini game," and now that I'm older, I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> it's going to be an unending quick time sequence." Yeah. <laughs> um, which is what happens later. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, the big the big thing you do here is get the forensics evidence back. Yeah. Yeah. So prints so, prints and blood. So you figure yeah. out that uh, there's blood from both the victim and the killer, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you do have his prints, but you can't match them. Um, so now we're at Lucas at work, yeah. um, and this is like see this is more dispensable as a bland thing to me. Like when you're doing bland things at work here and mm-hmm. it immediately contrast with surreal things, mm-hmm. like that I like that. Maybe yeah. the contrast you're talking about just happens too too far down the road. Oh yeah. For me to pick up what you're what you're talking about. So here, like you've got a coworker you don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Is this where you keep accidentally reading his mind? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like you you, you anticipate him. Uh, you have a, pre- a premonition about him knocking over his cup of coffee. Yeah, mm-hmm. you tell him to watch out and stuff. This is in a Chekhov's gun way. This is necessary to establish you having these powers. Right. I don't really like you having these powers, but no. like it's necessary. Yeah, like it, it. it's really more of like a hint mechanism than anything. Like you saw that in the apartment where you see like oh boy, bloody clothes and the sheets. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. And that, that first time you don't have to do anything for it, but later you're gonna have to start doing quick time events for it. So the big like set piece here is that you are. Uh, bugs attack gigantic bugs attack your office yes. so it's like if that scene from a scanner darkly was just a little bit more extreme <laughs> um yeah yeah Aphids. and and <laughs> um while the we're talking i'm talking about things that i don't think work in this game um the other things where this i feel like the interaction between movie and game like fall apart is anytime this game does action the way they do it, and they introduce this even in the tutorial thing, mm-hmm. um, which I want to talk about during my wrap up because I think <laughs> it speaks to the hubris of like the creator of this game, um, is that it's not an interactive movie. It's a movie you can't watch because you're concentrating on interaction. Right. Like it's supposed to be like a serviceable, but you know for the most part like not great action scene that you have you cannot appreciate nor participate in. <laughs> You know, it is just happening at the same time while you're doing an unrelated thing on the other side of the room mm-hmm. is how it ends up working out. Yeah. And, and, and you know, somebody said this on Facebook, and I think we both get it. I think we both know that the goal is to kind of, like, try and focus through the Simon Says kind of, kind of things. And especially if you're playing uneasy, you're just going to be like, okay, well, I will pay attention to what's happening on the screen. But that's like somebody telling you to do a 3D eye by looking through the image. Yeah. Or a magic yeah. eye or whatever. Like, it's the same kind of effect. Like, it's... You, the human mind is entirely designed to be drawn towards quick moving flashy things. Yeah. And so yeah. like when that happens, you're going to focus on that layer of the interface. And 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 that even it begs more questions. So even if that is the case and that's how you'd successfully watch both, what does that add and why does that belong in a video game? Right. Well You know what like I mean so I mean I guess the thing that's supposed to add is just like literally like just like somebody pouring some a can of interactivity into a big vat of movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like or like setting it next to it. You know, or adding a sense of consequence 
mm-hmm. to it. Sometimes the the movements you do mirror what your character does. Yeah, most of the time, actually. Like, it, like, yeah. like, like there are these little diegetic nods towards, like, oh, I'm vaguely s- suggesting what happens here. But it's really you're just hitting your 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 marking time. Yeah, yeah, and way too much time, yeah. and that becomes a huge issue later. But every single quick time event in this game should have been one third as long. Yeah, like people complain about the quick time events in Resident Evil. How <laughs> many do you do in a row? Three, <laughs> maybe three. Yeah, like this unending scenes mm-hmm. of just constantly doing the same thing over and over. Like again, like. The bug chase scene, which would be the ex- most exciting part of the sci-fi Mayan Matrix movie, would still be cut down. Yeah. Like, if this were a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it would still not be this long and boring. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you making giant psychic bug attacks like this bland? <laughs> it's incredible. Like, there's no part of, like, these parts that work. Mm-hmm. And, like, the significance of the bugs, like, the fact that they're bugs, like, I don't feel like that loop ever gets properly closed. No, no. At all. Like, so, like... What a what a weird waste! Like, and and maybe it's hard for me, you know. Like, a video game can add something that doesn't really belong there because I don't look at it the same way I would a movie or literature. But it's really hard for me not to be harsh with this because, and or look at it as an editor, mm-hmm. you know, as as more so than I would with a game. Like every game, you know, almost every game we played, I felt like could lose something and be okay. Like if I'm looking at this like a movie, like it's so much of it should have been cut. Like it's a terrible movie mm-hmm. if it's a movie. Yeah, terrible terrible like birdemic bad like it'd be a movie that people would would rent to like make fun of Mm -hmm. people would ironically riff over it yeah this would be a riff tracks (laughs) like they should do a riff tracks of fucking (laughs) indigo prophecy like yes so it would be 14 hours long and cost 400 dollars yeah (laughs) if this game wasn't that long i would suggest me and you do it yeah i was about to be a really fun project oh that'd be uh, wait no nope yeah, if we weren't still running the Kickstarter, that would have been a good stretch goal. Yeah. Like 14 one-hour episodes of, like, <laughs> you know, riff tracks for Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, okay, cue it up at – wait, no. Cue it now? Yeah. Wait. Oh, you made different yeah. decisions. Fuck. Yeah, we just, we'd watch a Let's Play on mute. Yeah. Like, we could we could make it happen, but – True. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Lucas is, like, freaking out as his coworkers uh, come, come over. Like, why are you fucking vaulting over cue balls, man? Yeah, why did you do it for so long? Um, <laughs> and, and that's it. And that's just kind of how it ends. Yeah. You know, like, he, I think he excuses himself to go home. Or later he references that he went home. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He plays it off as seizures. But, like, seizures don't give you superpowers unless you're in yeah. the John Travolta movie Phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So. Not, not the first thing this, this game has in common with Phenomenon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Phenomenon. It's a weird shit from space, too. Yeah. Yep. Do, do, um, do, do. Phenomenon. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, so you're under the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you are in the morgue with Carla. Yeah. Um, and there's a the real, like... Um, <laughs> You know, like he should be running a haunted mansion. Yeah, like when I first played it, I initially thought that this guy was the <laughs> a controlling was the, was the culprit. It's like, oh, he must have had fantastic knowledge of anatomy. Like, yeah, he's really admir- admir- admiring. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dexter. Yeah, having yeah, a, yeah, having a panic yeah. panic attack because there's no blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and this is a weird. This is one of the least uh, diegetic nods like when you say there's always a diegetic nod to where the quick time events work that's not true yeah because you're doing quick time events to see whether carla remembers her medical training yeah yeah like okay, they, so... only, they only have one bit of interactivity to tie to everything it feels mm-hmm. like yeah 
It's either it's either analog sticks uh, and Simon. It's either Simon says uh, or ta- doing, yeah. uh, a mime, miming stuff, or um, or pressing the left and right triggers over and over again. Yeah, tapa tapa, tapa tapa tapa. Yeah, which yeah. on on computer is A and uh, uh, D, which is hard to do because you're using your pinky finger, mm-hmm. your pinky and your pointer, and like it's hard to keep that up. Yeah, I always go like a cretin and I hunt and peck it, and I just go left left hand, right hand. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do that later when they get harder. Yeah, but but uh, but yeah, here's where you learn kind of the ritual, the ritualized nature of the killing. Uh, you severed like four, like like three arteries uh, with surgical precision, mm-hmm. um, which kind of like adds to the mo and makes it so it wasn't like a random killing. Yeah, right. yeah, and the and you know it also introduces kind of red herring. Like maybe the killer had medical knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, definitely. Maybe, and no, you don't. Maybe the killer like, is uh, right in front of you, telling you how he did it because he is <laughs> yeah. proud. They always return to the scene of the crime, and by the scene of the crime, I mean this guy's uh, thoracic he's, he's cavity. A walking scene of the crime. Yeah, um, he's all pretty, pretty, pretty neat, and I like the fact that so like getting back to the the praise thing. Which will happen less frequently as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea that it's introducing red herrings. Yeah, and it does that a couple of times. Like I like the fact that like the truth. I don't like the fact that the truth is so batshit insane. I do like the mm-hmm. fact that you're playing as protagonists who are succeeding in the game, pursuing paths that are don't pay off. Right. Like success does not necessarily mean you're getting closer to the truth. In that, so right. I kind of like how that's handled. Yeah, uh, the yeah. kind of the flip side of this is uh, watching what Tyler is doing, which is going to you know going to Kate uh, or Kate coming to him to make a composite sketch of mm-hmm. uh, of, of Lucas. Now, Kate is the waitress. Kate is the waitress. Yes, yep. uh, the <laughs> who doesn't play video games. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> Tyler nope. exists to point out that this is a video game. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he says he, that about everything. He is self aware. Yes, um, I like I like doing this. Me too. I did yeah. a I did a goofy one um, for me to put up on the Facebook wall, um, mm-hmm. but I then I followed that up with a serious one, and it told me that I was like like zero to twenty five percent correct. I did a serious one and got fifty percent correct. So like it's it's asking for something, and I thought mine was really good. Yeah, me too. I should have I should have snapped a photo of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was surprised by how uh, how poor it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's something something wrong with us or the game. Just you know, and there's not that many options, right? Like it's it's a little you know choosing which eyes, which hair, which nose, which mouth, um, which chin for this guy. And there's maybe like five options for each. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that's so actually a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's much more complicated than that, but the, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like the the real real police uh, reconstruction mm-hmm. things are they do way more than, than that. Yeah, but yeah. and it's very it's actually most of the time now. They're done a little bit differently than that, but it right. is a, in some like smaller precincts. They're still done like that, and sometimes they're done with paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's what, I like this. I thought this was fun. Mm-hmm. I like how it pays off. Like if, if you get it like spot on, uh, Lucas, when he's watching TV later. Like why would yeah. you why would you turn on the TV if you were Lucas? Because it only <laughs> just it it only <laughs> drops your sanity. Yeah, all you should do is play guitar. <laughs> yes, um, play bossa nova or blues. Yeah, yeah, play one of your sim genres or cool. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, so on to the next chapter. Um, you're at home. Uh, you're Lucas again, trying to unwind, and your girlfriend stops by. She called earlier and said she was going to get some of her stuff. Yeah. Um, so you do some box fetching. Yeah, real unremarkable nonsense. Yeah, she asked you to play to, to play the guitar for her. Um, mm-hmm. Really boring, clean electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like a little rhythm game, so I can, I can maybe i don't know yeah it's okay like you're doing the same game but in rhythm yep so it's not it's not a new 
mechanically. Maybe more methods of input mm-hmm. would have solved like, a big problem with this for me. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's hard. Um, it's hard, like, when this stuff comes up not to say, like, oh, Heavy Rain did it better. Yeah. But, like, a bunch yeah. of the stuff that we're complaining about, Heavy Rain did, in fact, do better. I, I believe you. Like, I'm interested in Heavy Rain, but I'm just I'm skeptical about it because, like, the game and, and part of it is, like, such a balanced thing because you spend so much. And I thought it was the last half of the game, but it's really from here on out. You know, it you know like every other chapter has quick time stuff. Yeah, like it feels like it just keeps happening, mm-hmm. um, and just it's unending. Like that's the that's the primary mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is what you spend most of your time doing. Not primary mechanic, like because you can argue that it's like you know again this interactive story, which is what they want. You spend more time doing these quick time things than anything else in the game. Yeah, like more than dialogue, more than investigation. Like it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Did you sleep with Tiffany? Uh, I think I, I, when I was younger, I did, um, this time I think I tried to, but I fucked it up somehow. <laughs> I said something that she didn't like. Right. Um, yeah. Which is great. Cause I don't want to have a video game sex scene. Um, <laughs> Everybody wins. Yeah. I mean, I tried to though. Cause I just, again, I was just trying to get the, see what it would do. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, I would rather play a video game sex scene than do this next thing. Yeah, the and stealth. they do it twice. <laughs> they do it <laughs> twice. Why? David Cage, <laughs> you monstrous <laughs> asshole. Like, why would you? It's not an asshole in, like, that fun way, like, the I want to be the guy yeah. way is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, what are you doing? We're stealth section in an adventure game. I can't say we're stealth section in gaming. But, like, every once in a while, adventure games will have these little stealth nods where you have mm-hmm. to, you know... Because it's an easy thing to, to throw into a game. We're doing Final Fantasy VII next. Like, there's a stealth little stealth, little mini game in the beginning of that. Yeah. You know, like, it's easy to throw a little stealth in. They're mm-hmm. always bad. You shouldn't do it. But they're not <laughs> always this bad. Right, right. So Lucas falls asleep, and he has a dream um, about his childhood at the Washita Air Base, right? Can I, can I real quick back up? That, yeah. I think that could probably be a watch out for fireballs, like maxim, like we kind of come to these truths. Yes. Um, stealth is a complicated, a complicated enough mechanic that you should never include it in your game if your game is not about it. Right, right. Like it is a really complicated thing involving lots of moving parts. Like it should, I can't think of an example where like a splash of stealth is fun. Mm-hmm. Can you? Uh, I mean, I'm putting it on the spot. Chronicles like, of Riddick? That's not primarily a stealth game. Um, but it's, it has I, a I'd good stealth system in it. One out of every three levels doing stealth, though. Yeah, I suppose. Like it's more. It's you know. It's I guess it's not the primary thing, but it's like half halfsies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that 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 would be my primary rebuttal. Would be would be that yeah. like that is a. Uh, but that's, that's pretty that's stealthy the, though. Yeah, it's, it's not a splash it, of stealth. It's, it's such a it, that that's such a your weird character can hybrid. see in the dark. Like yeah, that's that's the point of him. That's very stealthy. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Mm. But, okay. Uh, I'll just sit over here and be wrong. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to beat you up. I just I this game just brings out everything bad about games, um, <laughs> while simultaneously still being worth playing. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> I know, but it's, right? It's, it's so shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this this stealth thing is un, unexcusable. Yeah. So, um, so, so uh, Lucas is a weird loner, even in childhood. I would like to know when he's supposed to be growing up, because he's in his <laughs> late twenties, early thirties in 2012. So yeah. like he would have been born in the in the in, in the early eighties at the at the at the earliest, yeah. right? But like this is like fucking stand by me. They're they're yeah, running they're... around in everything but propeller beanies. Yeah, yeah. The way the and yeah, the way that everyone's dressed. Yeah. Um yeah, that little fat kid who looks like a little rascal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then just like what military base is there where like you're on the base patrolling within the base base and anything you see stop or I'll shoot like yeah. any possible thing like you're responding with violence and you know I can't listen to a kid I need to ask her <laughs> back to home no matter how many times it happens tonight <laughs> yeah. like there's, there's, there's no there's no way that he could be telling the truth about this exploding silo yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just going, like it doesn't matter if I had to escort him back home 10 15 20 times it doesn't matter I'll do it I'll stand by this principle <laughs> I, like, I, without rules there are chaos <laughs> exactly. These fucking lawful, neutral military officers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you've got a little Metal Gear Solid radar. Um, it is entirely unsuccessful. Because, like, if it was just, you know, like, stay out of cones of vision, I could kind of mm-hmm. see it. But, like, it expects you to do, like, these weird maneuvers where you're running behind trucks and stuff. Yeah. And it, it just it's impossible to keep track of where you are in relation to those cones of vision, you know? And cones of vision are inaccurate. Like, people yeah. can hear you as well, and yeah. there's no mechanic for that. And, yeah. like, I've definitely been outside of a cone of vision and still been spotted. Yeah, well, there are, like, dead zones where just, like, if you go there, you're, you're done. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just somebody just magically yeah. happens upon you that you can't see on your radar, which, why do you have a radar? <laughs> kid sense. <laughs> you never had kid sense? Most of us forget it because we were pressed, you know, having it. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's, that could be it true. Was, it was mostly thrown magic. off by all the birds and insects that were around us. It would really throw you would really like you know <laughs> yeah. signal to noise ratio is really really low. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it is now. <laughs> it's just, we're yeah. just aware of more things, so true. We can't concentrate. Yeah. Also, it's funny that everybody can see you, but when you're actually in there trying to save lives, you can't see anybody because of the camera yep. angles. Yep. Yep. Ugh. How many kids so, did yeah, you kill? I, <laughs> I think I got everybody out. Okay. So I and and it was just uh, you know barely like I got out and I, my time ran out. I was pretty sure it was going to actually give me a game over, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It gave me the next cutscene. You you see a vision of a silo exploding, mm-hmm. and then you have to go save the kids that we're talking about. And it's kind of like they're playing hide and seek and they're mean bullies. You use different tactics to get them to <laughs> come with you, which would be fun if you knew anything about them. Like if you had to like I know this kid likes X and Y I need mm-hmm. to choose Y to get him out. Yeah. But there you know, these are these characters will never appear again and didn't appear before so. Right. Um, it, it's a neat idea that doesn't really work. But like I was just thankful not to be doing the fucking stealth section. Like when you get to <laughs> yeah. the silo, it feels genuinely good, but not in the way like so you can feel good because like you eat a good food or you take a good drug or you you know kiss a pretty girl this is like just the feeling it's just a feeling of relief of something bad no longer happening <laughs> like it definitely feels good but it's because somebody stopped like pushing attack into my toe yeah not because anything good happened they pulled your hand off the burner yeah yeah exactly like there's a sense of relief and i can't deny that but you know it's hard to give the burner credit for that yeah well, but it's still better than, you know, the boxing that comes after this, right? <laughs> the stealth section isn't, but the boxing does fucking suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doing the L and R games as you, so, so it's Tyler and Carla, they're, you know, they're, they're in the gym or the gym. Um, they're yeah. in the gym and it's kind of like, oh, we've got to do our warm ups and you L and R for about five minutes straight. Um, yeah. as both of them. <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah. You have to do both. Yeah. Cause it can't be the same scene the way that things work. No. Like, me and Cole, like, let's say you're a video game player and me and Cole are having coffee. Like, you don't need to be, like, you can just have a character. Like, we're not each individually having a coffee. We're having coffee together. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the person doesn't know conjunctions <laughs> who program this game. Yeah. It's like that state that, that state sketch where the guy discovers the word and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have a coffee and a bagel <laughs> and a sandwich. Um, it's like that. Like, they both did it. Um Anywho, anyway, 
It, it has um, literally no bearing on anything, so we can safely proceed. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> We've got to pick um, up the pace. <laughs> yep. Um, so the next chapter, um, you're investigating the book. You decide to go to a bookstore just to investigate a book because you're an idiot. <laughs> and, like, um, the uh, there's a little kind of puzzle thing where you have to do a favor for a um you know a fakey old wise chinese man yeah yeah um you know who who who, who it turns out is faking it because he is uh it it inspires confidence in his customers so if he's talking about ancient secrets and he has his fu manchu mustache yeah (laughs) it's like and i never left the bronx yeah (laughs) they went they went a little overboard with his accent the second time yeah like but i mean it's still like he could there could be a triple fake and he could be like (laughs) actually i'm just a guy i'm just a dude i like to to pretend to be somebody from brooklyn who's pretending to be an ancient chinese man um i like how tyler uh references the gremlins yeah (laughs) yeah yeah which you know the characters characters would be anyway Mm -hmm. um it's a it's a cavernous bookstore and the way all indoor environments (laughs) in this are ridiculous um but it's kind of a little puzzle it's fine Yeah. Um, um, chapter fifteen, or the, so we missed the part where your brother tells you to go to Agatha. Yeah, no, we we, we never talked about uh, the Carla sequence though, because I like this one a lot. Is this the one with this okay, is chapter so this thirteen? Is... Yeah, so we skipped one. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Oops. no, but this is this is the the claustrophobia one. So uh, Carla earlier found uh, she got an email about a, a about a case involving the murder of a man uh, whose last name was Kirsten. And uh, mm-hmm. she's going down into the archives to, uh, to, to, to dig this up. The problem is that, like Storm, Carla has crippling claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. She, she, uh, uh, so, yeah, I remember this. So you're going down mm-hmm. and you're just trying to find the, – the police station has some really poorly archived records mm-hmm. on, like, this, you know, tape machine kind of microfiche thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't like this. You don't? Um, no. Mm. No, I did not. I did not like this sequence. Um, you move too slowly, which is frustrating to me. Like, and I just uh, when I was pushing things around, like I was fine doing the breathing. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the breathing. That's yep, fine. I like that. Even though it's it's silly to press buttons to breathe, but like whatever, I'm fine with that. Um, I just thought the actual moving things around felt like contrived at this point. It might have been a goodwill thing mm-hmm. where I was just sick of the fucking. You know, I was so mad at the gym. <laughs> and just kind of mad at what the game has been. And it's like the gym and then the hide and seek, like one, two punch. Yeah. Could have been it, but I got really frustrated with this chapter. Yeah. Being okay with the reading. I wish they didn't do the trick again later. Like I, ah. I this would have been fine once. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, in, in general, I like it because I just kind of like, you know, how, how mindful are you being of this thing? And like the, like the, the things that cause you to fail are just, you forget to do it. You forget to breathe. Yeah, you know, so it's just kind of like, okay, I need to concentrate on this, and it's just a, it's a nice little simulation of anxiety. Yeah, you know? but yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. I also, she he could have been like, she probably could have just been like, hey Tyler, I'm scared to go in the archives. <laughs> yeah. Could you have done this? True. I'll go to the bookstore because I know what books are, <laughs> and I know that like it's not. There's not just one book and then a store that sells them. Like, oh, this guy sells books. He must be the expert on book. <laughs> on like, they book. really should have switched switched tasks for this. Yeah, yeah um, I know, right? But let's do our, you know, exactly yeah. our weakness. I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I like the breathing thing just fine. Mm-hmm. And I like I, – you're right. Like, the, when you forget is where it fucks you up. And that's kind of cool. Um, the actual task you're doing is, like, pushing things around kind of yeah. Resident Evil style. Mm-hmm. You know, flipping switches and stuff. I didn't really like that much. Yeah. It just – it reminded me of my time at As the World Turns. <laughs> Because as an intern, I was in charge of, like, maintaining the archives or, like, going into them for deep dives on scripts, like, moldy, awful scripts that made my allergies go nuts or these old old beta and VHS tapes in the basement of this fucking Brooklyn studio. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but, uh, uh, but yeah, eventually um, your brother sends you to an old psychic yeah. to can, find out about your episode. Can we say about these about the takeaways from those two chapters though? I know I told us to pick up the pace, but those are actually kind of important. So the Kirsten case is classified, like somebody's trying to hide it. Oh yeah, that's what Carla finds out, and then uh, Tyler finds a bookmark in the book that has uh, some numbers on it that he can't decipher. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So. Um, yeah, in the God, he, does he find it in the book they already have, or does he find it in another book? He finds it in the book that he already has. God so, damn it! I know that's so, so like, stupid. They could have just flipped through it. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're investigating a goddamn murder case, <laughs> open the evidence. Yeah. Put on gloves first. Obs, yeah, that's but so flip stupid. through it and find the bookmark. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was a pointless scene. There was no takeaway from that. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so stupid. It is pretty <laughs> dumb. It is pretty dumb. But this next chapter is okay. Uh, Lucas, um, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Lucas gets a tip from Marcus to go to a, to, to go to a psychic <laughs> to find out about yeah. his episode. Agatha lives in a house where a bunch of canted angles got into a fight. (laughs) You know what? I think she might be Dutch, so the angles make sense. Yeah, that that would that would maybe be it. Um, Even no matter what you're doing, there are dramatic Resident (laughs) Evil esque angles in everything you're doing in this. Yeah, Um, yeah. I like how old everything is. Like, oh, she isn't a real person. Yeah, (laughs) nobody has a brass bathtub with a burger under it. So she's a creepy old, you know, picking up the pace. She's a creepy old bat who likes birds. Birds have been stalking you this entire time. Yeah. We didn't mention that. Um, crows specifically, yeah. or ravens. I don't know. Um, and uh, she says that uh, you do a thing where you're talking to her. I feel like I failed a thing and didn't learn a name from this. Like, don't you do a quick time event or a dialogue puzzle when you're talking to her? And she tells you the name of something. Here? I think I mean the, like the like the the bulk of the sequence is the like the you know the dream like her diving into your subconscious and then yeah. going back and interacting uh, with the past maintaining your concentration with this really relaxed pace uh, QTE yeah. yeah yeah so like if you yeah. fail any of those you miss out on that piece of information um, but yeah. there's a there's a thing I failed with her and then I think later she makes a reference to it as if I didn't mm. like she says a name that I'd never heard before okay. later and it felt like a, maybe I like some kind of weird thing got janked mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember um, yeah yeah so so you follow up on the uh, so you, you pretty much figure out that you're a puppet yeah during this like of some uh, some kind of sorcerer yeah um, who's that road man who we've been seeing walking around yeah um, Next, we get to this chapter with a, you know another one, uh, another input method, <laughs> yeah. which I, I appreciate that they're trying a little bit. Yeah, um, where you go to the shooting range to investigate the Kirsten case with mm-hmm. the grizzled old uh, vet who runs it, who will only dole out information <laughs> in like you know fifteen second burst after seeing how well you can shoot. Yeah, well, you can't finish if you're not firing the gun. Yeah, why why couldn't that just be like, oh, I'm at a shooting range. I'll do a quick little mini game, mm-hmm. and then have a talk to a colleague. Yeah, like th- this cop should be brought up on obstruction of fucking justice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, everything is falling apart. No one behaves like anything anymore. Yeah. Indigo prophecy. <laughs> I mean, that's like you know that's how conversation at driving ranges go. Though it's kind of like oh, 
I don't know. Am, am I defending I this? Like, I don't even know. You know. Somebody's life is at stake. <laughs> yeah. Like it's an official investigation. It's a killer on the loose. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a casual conversation. And we're <laughs> like like we're at chapter eighteen of forty two, people. <laughs> like, chapter sixteen of forty two. Yeah, sixteen of forty two. But the yeah. So the, the the two takeaways are: I'm really happy that they didn't uh, bring this back, like Carla in the back of a in the back of a car shooting it. Yeah, Oracle's, I'm surprised Oracle's they crows didn't. or something. Like it yeah. seems like something like like like. <laughs> Did you have access to a beta version of this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's so apt. <laughs> like, yeah, but look. that sounds so what they would i'm so surprised i didn't make it into the game yeah. <laughs> like, yeah just you know crow, just go go crow shooting you know and then like the yeah. internet pops up and like oh boy that screen's on better shoot it out or else it's gonna yeah. triangulate my coordinates <laughs> just have to shoot like internet viruses and and, and, and crows, crows. e-worms and crows yeah as ice like chases you down the <laughs> down, down yeah. the street yeah. Yeah. it's like oh the storm wall's coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. they exercise an extreme amount of restraint on that. <laughs> but the plot yeah. takeaway is that this one goes to the top. Uh, this grizzled detective is like, yeah, it's not worth going after. Yeah. 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 This is the end. And uh, yeah, but you have to go after it because of murder. Because and of because pop. of cop. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're a cop and you're investigating a fucking murder. Yeah. Um, then we get to our uh, uh, basketball scene. Yeah. Hoop dreams, with- man. Yep. Yeah. Complete, just a uh, complete, just a quick time, unending quick time event. <laughs> yeah, a quick fifteen minute basketball. Game. <laughs> yeah, just a real time fifteen minute game yeah. of horse. Um, <laughs> then a weird, real weird scene. Yeah. Um, like yeah, what, what, this, I find this a really strange scene. I I love this in principle, right, or in theme or aesthetic or whatever the fuck I say all the time. Um, yeah. Just the idea that like there's this psychic attack that is manifesting as like your surroundings your house falling apart. Yeah, your house falling apart and coming to attack you. What? So if it was just like a couple of prompts and then he ended up on the you know, everything fell away, that'd be cool. However, like all of the sparse furniture that was in your cavernous apartment, every yep. single piece flies at you, and then the floorboards start coming at you. Yeah, that, that's why he doesn't own anything. Yeah. Because like, they couldn't have had the restraint of having not every single thing you own fly at you. So yeah. the scene would have been, instead of being like, you know, an hour. I mean, it's not an hour. It is really long. Yeah. Um, it would have been, you know, even more unending and mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. I like the way it resolves too. Like you know, everything you know falls away except for except for the balcony, and then Marcus comes in. You know, uh, coming mm-hmm. after you, uh, determines like, hey, something's wrong. Breaks in the door, and Lucas is hanging off of the, you know, hanging mm-hmm. hanging off of the ledge. So it was all a hallucination. Yeah, or a manipulation. Yeah, manipulation. Like he's been, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's been manipulated into almost killing himself. That's yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> yeah. uh, just uh, so this is uh, it's called Dark Omen. This is you investigating. Um, you know, as Carla in her apartment, mm-hmm. there's some ridiculous, like you immediately put on clothes. <laughs> like you're, you're a bad person if you don't do that. Yeah. Um, but if not, you can walk around and see some TNA yeah. while Carla walks around her apartment. Um, yeah. And, uh, you get a, uh, you know, a visit from your, uh, really like, again, like, I mean, it's going to seem like Cole and I just find offense and everything now. <laughs> um, it's not the case, but like this game does have some pretty crazy stereotypes. Yeah. And uh, Tommy, the gay neighbor, comes over, <laughs> comes over and is like, wine. super gay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like he's not like camp gay. He's just like really a, a, a fate. 
Yeah, and he's in the, having just like the gay best friend of the grizzled. Like, I mean, it's a real cliche kind of yeah, thing, too. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not as stereotypical as Tyler is. Right, right. So it, but, it, it, it bugs me more that he's cliche, not that not that he's. Yeah, gay. it's not so much offensive. Like, like he doesn't yeah. go, yeah, like go over, go down to the school to go recruiting or anything after this. Like, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's he doesn't do that. But he, yeah. it is very much a stereotype. It's a lazy, it's lazy writing. Yeah, but he does have psychic powers. He, has a, well, he, has a, he doesn't think he does, but he has a tarot deck. <laughs> and because there are dark forces at work, it happens to be yeah. psychic. Mm-hmm. Can you make are – you, are you making choices here? It makes you think that you are, but it always pulls in the same It is not? Way. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you actually were. Yeah. So. Yeah. As you're, as you're picking the cards, which I don't think that's how tarot works actually. It can. There's like a – you know, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I had a brief – like when I was in uh, like middle school, mm-hmm. I had this weird like kind of into new agey stuff. Yep period like i had a tar- tarot deck there was a period in my life where i and that's real weird for me now because i kind of you know kind of hate that shit but there was a period where i had all those uh like the meanings memorized and stuff mm-hmm. it's kind of just a weird thing uh, that is true yeah about me and like when i was in like eighth grade ninth yeah. grade I, I hung around with you know theater kids so like i, I was mm-hmm. i was adjacent to this i had like somebody do a tarot reading of me once but it was mm-hmm. with an actual deck of like bicycle cards so. yeah yeah because they're, they're the same kind of thing yeah um, but yeah, so I mean, it can, there's lots of different ways of polling yeah. for it. Um, but, uh, Tyler faxes you, uh, the, the slip of paper because he's running you and he's banging his head up against a wall. He gets a plus five for faxing something. When yeah. was the last time you faxed something and it was a delight? Yeah. And it made yeah, you go from overwrought to worry. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> or received a fax and had it be something yeah. you had like, yeah. Like more work or like a, we still get spam faxes at work for vacation offers. <laughs> like who, what, what spam company is just like, just only targets fax machines. Like it's kind just, of incredible. Just one sad man on the other end of that, that is always feeding that piece of paper back through on the yeah. auto dialer. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, but you get this and then Tommy turns out he works at a, at a bank and he's like, Oh, when are you investing? And you see that it's, uh, that, that it's stock quotes and yeah. the, you know, you find out, you know, where Lucas works because all of those pieces of paper are watermarked. Yeah. Another real deus ex machina. Yeah. Like your, your stereotypical friend just happens to be a banker who just happens to come over Yeah. when fine, but you know, whatever yeah. the, um, yeah, and that's and that's all that you know. That's all there is to this chapter. You can play as Tyler for most of it, but there's so little to do other than just fax something, which right. is kind of frustrating. Because the fact that he's playable in this part made me think he had more to do, right? Um, but he doesn't. Yeah. So with that information, you know, you can either send Tyler or Carla over to uh, over to uh, interrogate Lucas because yeah. you know, I like he's this scene. prime suspect. I really like this scene, aside from yeah, like the too. kind of frustrating part of it, the 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 the, the, the weird like, come on, guys you know, yeah. aspect of it, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, you're there, you have like enough to, you know, to set him up the river. Right. Right. Um, right. And he's, and he's like, let's, I mean, just to emphasize, I keep saying it, but this is a murder, like a murder suspect. Yeah. It's not. So one, she wouldn't have gone by herself. Right. In a million years, the most people she ever takes with her is Tyler. <laughs> like later. I mean, there's some people who kind of hang out in the background, but, and you would not be so quick just to kind of like let him go. Like you couldn't convict him based on this, right. but you'd be a lot more cautious. Right. Um, based on this it's cool that they finally get to meet like the kind of good half of this game that's the fun police procedural kind of climaxes here right you know um and uh it's kind of interesting because you're you're lucas um and you're answering your questions and you have to decide whether you want to be like the lie or tell the truth how suspicious you're being and you're doing your mind reading reading quick time events (laughs) um and if you succeed in them you see bugs yeah which causes you you to freak freak out. out 
Yeah. Yeah. And be more suspicious, mm-hmm. which would be frustrating because the game doesn't tell you that it's even an option to fail them. Right. Like most times when you fail them before this, you would die. But the reason why I'm okay with it is because there's so little consequence to it. True. Like if you succeed at all of them, who cares? Like you freak out in front of the cop. It doesn't matter. If you fail at them, you, do, you keep a cool head. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But, like, just how it articulates. But it's such a weird place to put risk-reward because you know what each side – like, you, you know what cards everybody is holding. And that's know? where that kind of both sides against the middle kind of falls down. Yeah. You know, as much as it's a neat idea, they couldn't carry that idea out to its, like, logical endpoint because you can't sustain a story that way. Right. You know? And the way they do in this game is to make the actual threat much bigger and a third thing that's introduced halfway through the game. Yeah. Really. It's yeah. kind of like um, like Hitchcock does a lot where there's, like, this thing, like, you know – in the, I took a class on Hitchcock this year where they call it a double chase, which is like somebody who is pursuing justice and is simultaneously pursued by justice. Right. That's what this. That's what this kind of is. Yeah. But you never, you know, you're not rooting for the cops in those stories. Like right. you don't follow them. You're not. They don't get this far, and mm-hmm. that's where it kind of gets weird. But uh, regardless, if you lose here, you know it's a game over. Uh, but you know, if you succeed. They just kind of uh, walk away. They can gather evidence. Like, you can hide stuff that would incriminate you um, as you Mm -hmm. go along. Um, And then that can be added to the pile um, later on. Like, like the the, the piece of paper that you tore the bookmark from, like, you can find that. Yeah. um, Which uh, ends up being, like, a parian that you can make. But, uh, yeah, you're pretty much – your fate's sealed right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as well as well it should be yeah. at this point with it, with how everything worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're back to – so you go back to Agatha because you're freaked out. Yep. And uh, you find that she has been murdered and uh, cops are on the way. Yeah. Um, and you have a very small amount of time to like look for something. Um, you have it in the notes here. I didn't find anything before yeah. I, I just decided to get out. Like the, 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 there's something there, – like there's a, there's a note or something that says like there's a specific – there's a specific newspaper clipping that will help you. Um, and that is, uh, you, you find that in the, uh, in the bottom of the bird cage, mm-hmm. which like, why would I touch that? That's gross. Um, yeah. you can, yeah. Either, you can either find the key or you can go into the kitchen and get a knife. Uh, you know, we get pieces with a knife, uh, but mm-hmm. you yeah. know, ulti- ultimately you, you, you escape out the back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's all there is to that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yep. and then chapter 22 is where, is where everything kind of, uh, um, comes together. Right, um, it's yeah. the, it's the anniversary. You know, yeah, to, Tyler, Tyler and his girlfriend, and this is like a little bit like it's hard to call most things that happen in the last half of this game necessary. Mm-hmm. Tyler's arc, which is actually I like it because it's complete and logical. Right. So like out of the characters in this game, like mm-hmm. I kind of think that he's his makes the most sense. Where he has a very simple story of him, like his girlfriend does not want him to be a cop because it's dangerous. <laughs> and later you make the choice of whether he sticks with it or whether he says, fuck it, there are things that are more important in life. Mm-hmm. And for that story to have any dramatic weight, you have to believe his relationship with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So like this is a um, you know, a mundane thing that I agree with. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, like I, I feel like Tyler is the most successful character in this out of the three. Yeah. Like, maintains the most amount of consistency, doesn't go off the rails or anything. Like, I like Tyler a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it aims it aims low, and it succeeds. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the, like, the, like, low is relative in terms of, like, you know, just it's still satisfying, like you said. Yeah, low low stakes, but not yeah. low, you know. Like, because uh, most stories quality, are not about, yeah. yeah, not about Mayan conspiracies. It's not about saving you know? the world, which just is the, the video game default. Yeah, exactly. And when video games, when that's not the stakes from the beginning, when video games try to lure you in with lower stakes Mm -hmm. and then try to keep you with higher stakes, that almost never works. Right. You know, like 
and it's 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 the it's the Final Fantasy conundrum. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasies just get worse as soon as a world-ending threat appears. Mm-hmm. Like they're cool and personal and small, and then they get ridiculous. So you're put you're putting together your clues. Yes, at this point, um, and it's literally just you can hold one clue at a time, mm-hmm. and you walk over to the other clue and jam them together until they fit <laughs> in a classic adventure game mechanic. Yeah. Like, do these two things work? This is the most like like classic adventure game that this gets. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think you just need a couple of them to do it, and you yeah. cannot not have the right clues at this point. Like, the game has been holding your hand. Yeah. None of them, you're not doing detective work at this point. No. It's just, like, match book with book. <laughs> Get book. Like, I mean, it's it's real, real elementary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yep. Um, and then, at this point, I feel like they need to introduce doubt into Carla's mind. Because, so at this point, she's sure that Lucas did it. And narratively they need to make her not sure mm-hmm. which is why this next thing happens yeah yeah so you're you, you are lucas and you're seeing through the oracle's eyes again um mm-hmm. as he possesses somebody else uh, at a laundromat then and, and it's mm-hmm. funny because they refer to the laundromat by like five different names because they can't figure out they, they, they can't figure out what what nation this takes place in so it's like the lava matic <laughs> the lava mat the laundromat <laughs> the laundry it's it's actually pretty funny i, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I i miss that for sure yeah yeah but uh yeah so it's the same mo um that obviously is going to pop up um Mm -hmm. yeah yep um and the fact that that, you know that is not so to say it's the same mo but it's also you know at a time that lucas could have been because i feel like this having this second murder when you go and oh this happens later when you go investigate it yeah yeah. you figure out that's not lucas yep Mm -hmm. um so before that or after that um carla and tyler go to lucas's apartment Mm mm-hmm to uh to check it out yeah they, they, they burst in they've got the full squad thankfully um mm-hmm. in a yeah. nod to verisimilitude they burst in and his apartment looks like the set of a silent hill game yeah uh, someone's turned it into you know put sigils on the floor sigils on the floor and everything yeah. like that mm-hmm. um which later turns out to be someone framing him yeah that's dumb <laughs> that's clumsy like somebody yeah. just spending like oh i just need a couple of days in your apartment alone to smear fucking goat feces on the walls and yeah. concentric circles oh no one will notice me mm-hmm. um that's dumb the uh the, the, that plot point pisses yeah. me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um yeah so so lucas is like walking back and he gets a premonition but the cops are you know they're surrounding the place and yep. there's this awesome game over fake out where it, it starts out just like the and that's where my story ends and yep. then like beat beat wait no it doesn't and then he turns into neo I would like you. You haven't heard your your notes here that you love it. I would love it if he didn't turn into Neo. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I like, I like, I like that I like they're playing just, with the conventions of the of it being a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're mistaking what I love. I love oh, the fact okay, that yeah. it like just kind of like wait a minute, no, and then he just runs, not you know, flip out, dodge bullets, and then escape by hanging on to a a moving <laughs> helicopter. A moving helicopter. Yeah, this is this is Lucas. This is our protagonist from here on in. Yes. Like, try to relate to him or have any sympathy or care about him. Yeah. When he is, like, more than Neo. He's, like, flying, backflipping, mm-hmm. super psychic Neo. Um, in a game where the initial hook is how grounded it is. Yep. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so, it is such a misguided decision to do this. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling. And, and, and like, it feels like... They were resisting the magnetism of the early to mid two thousands, like just with all of their grit and being for the first part of this, and then felt like okay, the Matrix is a thing. Blah. Well, it referenced different things. It, it was like seven, yeah, up until that point. So it wasn't resisting the grit; it was just choosing better grit. Well, yeah, it was resisting the dumb. Like yeah, it, like, it was. 
and and then it just it failed at saving throw versus dumb yeah. in like a big bad way yeah like and this and that's like this is kind of we're riding it out man like this is from here until the end of the game like there is very little that i find worthwhile very little to recommend it. yeah like so i mean really really little yeah the uh and it just and i god i, I hate to keep emphasizing this because i'm just repeating myself but it it it's a mind-boggling decision. And, like, one of the things you told me when we decided to do this game is that, like, oh, a lot of it was cut out. It was supposed to be chapters. I can't imagine satisfying middle chapters that would still lead to the end of this game. Yeah. Like, if you have the beginning of this game, there's a big question mark in the begin- in the middle, and then the end of it, mm-hmm. there's nothing you could put in that question mark. X cannot equal yeah. anything that would be satisfactory. Yeah. For that, like, there's I don't no have, way. I don't want to say that there's nothing. I just don't have faith that these are the people who would do it. What, what, but I mean, you'd still be at this last point. Yeah. The story would still be about these Mayan, like the internet coming to life, you know, necrophilia. It would, all those things would still happen. And you can imagine something that justifies it. Like, I think that there are narrative choices that are unjustifiable. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that could come before it that would make it make sense or and, make it satisfying. And, and like, so much of this mirrors Deus Ex. Like, I don't know. That, 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 that's, throwing, that's throwing the gauntlet. But it's like, I. Mm, mm, mm. They, no they, they, just, they, do, they just like they just they just do it so uh, they they the, the indigo prophecy does it so unartfully like Deus Ex sets it up at the beginning that it's going to be about this crazy batshit stuff. This one definitely is like a tonal break, but Deus Ex also does have the living internet. It has the the existing power structure. All that it's missing is the supernatural stuff. It's not. I'm not against stories with living internet. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the point. It's not bad that it has them in it. Right, mm-hmm. it's it is that it is that the the tonal break mm-hmm. they were talking about. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I guess like when I say like, I can't imagine a story that would end this way and be okay, mm-hmm. what I mean is with the beginning that we have. So right, I'm not right. calling something out just for having a living internet. Yeah, well, it I'm, would have I'm to into it, the living internet. Like that's cool. <laughs> it would have to be like a 70 hour game in order to make the transition gradual enough. And then at that point, you're breaking a thousand other, like, rules of storytelling. Right, right. Like, what is that first part adding? Is that really what the – what is the story about? Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell me, like, in the end of this, like, on a real simple, like, English – English – English. Sorry. English. (laughs) English majory way, like, what is the theme of this? What is the story of this? What's the thesis of Indigo Prophecy? Because I don't fucking have a clue. We really like movies. Yeah, that's an awful thing. <laughs> I know, and like, right? You know, the difference between David Cage and Hideo Kojima is they both really like movies, and one of them knows how to make video games, <laughs> and one of them doesn't. Because like, there's I can't. There's nothing to grab onto, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just there's nothing. I can't tell you what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know. Ah, um, I mean, we're not we're not at the wrap up part. This is just where there's yeah. nothing good about the game left. Yeah, this is so, this is all going to come out pretty easy from here on out. Yeah. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook. So, yeah, uh, we move on to the aftermath of Superman coming out, um, and uh, Captain Jones is really upset. He's, he's kind of a black cliche, cliche <laughs> little, as well. A little bit, like, He's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. yeah he's, 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 he's angry. He's scary. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, you're kind of trying to explain yourself as a you know as a Tyler and Carla to him um, why you you lost the perp, mm-hmm. um, and like, it's because he has superpowers. Like why seven people are injured and he's not buying it. Yeah, well, he has superpowers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Further, um, further superpowers. Um, you end up at a cathedral mm-hmm. as Lucas. You're going. You know, it's the last vestige or last uh, refuge. You go to go visit your uh, your brother. Yeah. No, this is before you don't go visit him. Yeah, this is where you just have the visions. Correct. You're in the cathedral. No, okay, because that happens later where you have to save him. Yeah, Someone's yeah, coming that's, to the, that, that's, that's, that's later. later. Yeah. Um, this is where you're at the, the, the cathedral, um, quick time dodging uh, angels. Angels in slash from the outfield. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Agatha appears. Um, you know, obviously she's dead. Um, so something is making you see these things because yes. it's very clear that there are rules to these hallucinations that you're having. It's not just a uh, theme at this point. But then you spend seven to ten minutes dodging these seraphs that are trying to, I guess, lift you up to 20 feet and then drop you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're just fighting you. It's a long fight scene. Like, the way, you know, very much the way that action movies have fight scenes at the yeah. end. This has an action scene, you know, at the end. In the last four hours. Yeah. In the, last <laughs> the last four hours, hours is a fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Um, yeah. You... So after and and you know you that Agatha's there is this where she tells this isn't where she reveals what she is no that no that, that, that's yeah. once you have the child um, yeah um, you know again, like, they're still introducing like elements <laughs> to this the child we just reference we're in chapter twenty like we're just referencing these things they're just throwing in at the end <laughs> yeah um, so now you're investigating the murder at the laundromat it comes um, yeah it comes up for air um, here yeah. bringing you more, some more uh, of the investigative stuff that you that, that you so love cherish it and hold it dear because it is, yeah. it, is the, it is the last light in a maelstrom of dark like if you haven't <laughs> drowned it in bad will at this point mm-hmm. like if you haven't just like you know covered the you know like at this point it, like this game would have to do a lot to get me back in its good graces and right. this doesn't quite do it like it's neat I like the idea and narratively it makes sense like mm-hmm. Because because of what they want Carla to be and turn into for her character, she needs to not think Lucas did it. Right. What they want her to be and turn into is stupid <laughs> and terrible. The girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the vessel. Amazingly bad decision, but yeah. it's like it's narratively sound within itself. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty gross. Like the per- like so so everybody else who killed you know who the Oracle is used, they've either gone nuts. Or they mm-hmm. uh, they kill themselves right away, which is the case yeah. here. A guy took a screwdriver and then just like lodged it through his eye because he went mad from the, you know, for, yep. from the like realizing the what he had done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like Lucas is the person who, because of his peculiarities, which again stuff being introduced, we'll find out a little bit later, <laughs> yeah. uh, was the only one with Good the wherewithal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only one with the wherewithal to like maintain after what he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after this, you know, you're Lucas, and the only last place you can think to go is your ex-girlfriend's. Yes. Uh, again, palatial New York apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you kind of do, like, a little, like, stealth mission here. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention this. Uh, the worst place that the PC controls let you down is in climbing. Yeah, with, like, the weird semicircle motion. Yeah, that that's really so hard on a mouse. Yeah, uh, imagine doing that on a touchpad. Oh, yeah, yipes. Yeah, back on my first laptop in 2005. Just yeah, kind of like, yeah, that sounds really rough. Yeah, it's real bad. Um yeah, yeah, but so I, I like this. So like, I was like, oh, last line. Uh, I like this chapter a lot because it, it, it kind of mirrors uh, some of the you know like the the, the day after. It mirrors chapter two a lot, right? Yeah, or chapter yeah. three. Um, 
doesn't matter what it is. Luke is yeah, it's three. Up. Yeah. But you're breaking um, in for the saddest sandwich. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're a hungry boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you you get there and Tyler shows up um, to investigate. Um, yeah. You know, your girlfriend will cover for you while you can hide. And you're looking for a hiding place. Yeah. Essentially. You know what I went, what frustrated me about this mm-hmm. is that I hid outside because that made the most sense to me. Why couldn't I just leave? Like go wait across the alley or something. Oh, yeah. Like I had to sit there and do quick time events. And you do quick time events the entire time he's looking. Mm-hmm. He's not near you. You're just doing quick. Is that to avoid screaming? <laughs> like, is that is that like, I'm in here. Oh, shit. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, why are you doing quick time events when he's checking a room like 70 feet away from you? Well, you're trying to hold in gas. Yeah, exactly. It's a, you just ate a big fart sandwich and you're trying not to like, you know, oh, why? Like it doesn't make it like while while he's there, what it should have been is a breathing thing when he shows up near your hiding place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But at this point, the designers of this game are just like anything that happens needs to be accompanied by a quick time event yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's crazy making. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean you need to make sense. It doesn't need to mirror what you're doing. Like what action could could Lucas possibly be taking? When he's hiding outside a window, while Tyler is very far away from him in another room behind a closed door, looking in a closet, mm-hmm. nothing. You're just standing. <laughs> you're pressing buttons to stand still. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's action incredible. beginning in action. Yeah, yeah, it is incredible, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, and, no, I, and, I will not argue yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's also there's no challenge in picking out a hiding spot. It just tells you the one where he's going to look. Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, and then <laughs> Janos, <laughs> yeah, real yep. subtle guys, real subtle. Yeah. When you're talking about uh, some kind of deity that sees into two worlds, don't make yep. the crazy guy named after that deity ever, yeah. please. Yeah, <laughs> and this is just them; they just want to do Silence of the Lambs, yeah, exactly. Like it's and it's just so it feels really out of place to me. The like, only the thing, like <laughs> the only thing that's different is somebody doesn't jizz on Carla. <laughs> Yup. Like, except for the very worst people who played the uncensored version of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, uh, so, so there, you know, you're just, and it's, it's even the, the orderly from Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Yeah, it's Barney. Uh-huh. Um, so you just, you're going to go talk to the killer in the Kirsten case. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's plot important. It is. Um, but it's also, it's like way too direct of a reference to me. Like, it didn't feel, so like a, when you do a reference, like no, so imagine again. Imagine a movie. Like if you're going to have a reference to something, it is a line of dialogue or something in the background. It's not a scene. Like you don't just wholesale lift a scene and set piece from a movie. Usually, like it's just yeah. too long to to a stat to accomplish what a reference would accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's a uh, it's it's airplane versus anything the Zucker brothers did after like 1995. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like where, you know, movie 43 is just like, hey, a thing existed. Remember? Yeah. And they said it's not played for comedy. <laughs> no. Even. So there's not even the chance that it could be a joke. Right. It's like it's played. It's supposed to be like recalling the drama of Silence of the Lambs, like in in, the, you know, ignoring the fact that Silence of the Lambs had Silence of the Lambs preceding it. <laughs> yeah. And this game has this preceding it. So that yeah. doesn't work. Like It's like trying to be a game without context at this point. Yeah. You know, and it just doesn't uh, doesn't do it. Yeah. So yeah. this is the um, first mention of the Orange Clan, which sounds like a conglomerate of uh, citrus cartels. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it'd be like with the Cherry Clan or Alexander the Grape or Johnny <laughs> Appleseed. Like it's a fair, a candy. Uh, what is that company called? 
No. Uh, it's not Ferrero Rocha, but like Ferrero Can, Ferrero Chan, Ferrero Pan, Ferrero Pan. That's it. Ferrero Pan candies. So that like that's ridiculous. You think? So, so at this point, like it's like it's trying to portray him as being you know like not a credible witness or whatever. But you've already seen the craziest shit in the world. So you're kind of like, oh, obviously the 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 the, the crazy dude who has been through this is going to be the the person who's telling me the truth. And they're, and they're clumsily stacking the, the blocks to make Carla turn into what she turns into. Right. And this is, again, just making her sympathize. Like, oh, this guy, you know, uh, she learns enough about it to, to have sympathy for, for Lucas. Yeah. Later. The power goes out and you have to escape. There are gibbering, you know, madmen who are going to sex murder you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you have to do the whole maintain and breathe kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like, I like that. Like, you know, it's it's suspenseful, especially if you're playing with headphones on. Um, it works for me in the way that any video game horror works for me. And it's yeah. the most, and it's, it's the most uh, like, direct horror that this gets. So, The only thing I like about it is that you have to remember how to get out with the lights off. Yeah. Like, yeah. you went in a certain way and took a series of turns, and you have to remember them in reverse with the lights off. That's pretty neat. A turn. <laughs> like, a, a turn. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you just go straight, like, you run into to murder, sex murders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I, I think that you're right. This is kind of neat. I was just so furious. And, and then, yeah. like, Orange Clan, like, I'm just reeling at this point. <laughs> like, I'm on the ropes in the game. You know, there's it's really hard to, to appreciate. Yeah. When you know, you're just getting punched in the face. I, I immediately go into, uh, what, what is it? What's the opposite of sour grapes? <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, sweet wine? <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, I, just, I immediately start trying to justify my continuing to play this. And so it's kind of like, yeah. oh, I latch on to like, oh, that's kind of neat. That's what the podcast is for. That's true. Like, yeah, I justify continuing to play this game because we have an episode about it. Yeah, I know. But um, even regardless, yeah. I played this for fun. So Before. did I. And, and, and I don't, I, man, do I not remember? Like, I remember thinking it took a shit at the end, but not the same way it does. Yeah. Um, so after this, we do the Gabriel Knight scene of going and having the mythology explained to you. Yes. Um, that you're dealing with at a museum. Yeah. You just happen to see a uh, visiting professor again, like Weird Deus Ex Machina, who happens mm-hmm. to be explaining Mayan things. Yeah. What links, why does Lucas interested in Mayan things? What told him that? I think it was something from Agatha. I feel like that was the thing I missed. Okay. Like, and that was the clue that I didn't get because I thought it was real weird that he goes here. Yeah. I was like, why is he doing this? Like, the game is literally just doing things for no reason at this point. Yeah, Agatha it, would be I, the only source of information on this. Yeah. Definitely could have been a, a you know, a, a thing I missed. So the big, big takeaway is what we, as the, you know, the character is learning in real time everything we as the player already know. Yeah. Um, is that somebody, you know, it's this Mayan thing. They hop into people and possess them. Yeah. Um, they're called the Which, Oracle. It's a cool concept. I like that a lot. Just that yeah. there is this class of, you know, super priests who, you know, they, they need to sacrifice in order to get, to get a glimpse of the spirit world, but they can't sully themselves. So they've mastered this, uh, this art of proxy murder. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like I'll, 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 that's fine. I'll allow it. it. I'll allow it. Like, you know, I'm just every, every inch of, of, of it you're gaining is going to be hard fought. Like that, that's fine. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, this, this leads into a, 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 a kick and rad parking lot car battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cars try to run you down. Yeah. And then this, this is also where you find out about the indigo child. Which you yep. know that that's actually a thing, right? People believe that there's like a new race of super children called indigo children that are coming out, mm. and they're using it to like justify why their why their special little angel is gonna you know change the world. I had no idea that was. Yeah, a real thing. look it up. It's real sad. 
Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that is sad. Um, <laughs> the uh, so then you do this is a real weird chapter. Yeah. Um, and again, like think look at all this. So I'm looking at three chapters here. Mm-hmm. The Orange Clan was introduced in 29. <laughs> Uh, oracles and uh, the Indigo Child introduced in thirty. This next one introduces uh, what is it? Chroma. Yeah. Like they are just throwing every possible like thing all at the end. Like there's <laughs> no like, time to rest. Like walking down a line of like cases that have curtains over them and just like pulling. Yeah. Yeah. Nah? Huh? Yeah. It'd be no, like no. If, if Cole, if you were just in your room like playing Simon, and I was just whispering new words in your ear, <laughs> like. like <laughs> You know, like, I just, like, stream of conscious made up a story that had to have at least, you know, 30% new words in it <laughs> while you played Simon, is what Indigo Prophecy is. <laughs> After you'd watch Seven. Like, you watch Seven. <laughs> well, seven, seven is happening in the background. Yeah, well, seven, seven happened in the background. Like, we're watching the DVD, the DVD menu screen of Seven <laughs> at this point while you play Simon and I just enter, like, Chroma, you know? Oracles. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dianetics. Um, yeah. It's just 15 hours of you saying Dianetics over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hmm. Okay, so this is a weird chapter. Yeah, you're, do you, you're, what do you learn other than just chroma? Yeah, Jack yeah. Jack shit? Like, it's redundant as fuck. Yeah. You're being chased by a panther. Like, this is... So the, they can do another goddamn action sequence where I you're know. being chased. Like, it just happened. <laughs> I'm not saying that no, it's I a know, good No, I know, but, like, it's so unnecessary. Like, yeah. they were not pressing for room in this game. Like, no. they did not... Like, we said we had they had to cut out things mm-hmm. to make this game. That's absurd. Yeah. Because they literally put in every idea they ever possibly could have had in their entire lives <laughs> yeah. in this, like, last half. Mm-hmm. So, so, he, so, so here's what it feels like. It feels like they were trying to sell an engine. Or it feels like they were trying to license, like, look at all of the cool stuff that you can kind of do with this thing. Like, it's kind of like, oh, if you wanted to make this kind of, uh, wait, wait, but it's only Simon, fuck. You know, but it's oh, like, like, like a tech, yeah, like yeah, a tech it, demo. It's almost like, it, like, the, 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 like it, it's like a sampler platter of, like, cinema meets game kind of, but not. <laughs> yeah. But why, like, never, I don't know. Like, it's a bad time Again, for it. I'm not defending no, it. No, no, I say. know, I know you're not. I'm just, I can't. I feel that so strongly that I can't stop saying it. <laughs> so, like, I, I apologize. I know you're not defending it. And I, I apologize to people listening for being repetitive. It mm-hmm. just, it is, uh, it is just frustrating to me. Yeah. But Agatha shows up. You know, dead Agatha, ghost Agatha comes in and saves you. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, it kind of is like. Is this where you learn? No, this is not when you learn about the internet. Okay. The internet comes out of fucking nowhere after you've rescued yeah. the Indigo Child. Um, Everything has come out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. But, like, th- yeah, that, that definitely Like, like even more so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, the Oracle goes back and talks, talks to his bosses. I like the idea of the peek behind the conspiracy. Um, but why are you doing a Like, why is it interactive? Uh, like, if you, like, if you fail, you just don't see as much information. Like, it drops you out. How much better would this game have been if, if they would have allowed a cutscene into it? <laughs> like, the, his idea of an interactive movie was that you cannot have a cutscene. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's where a lot of this problem comes from. Thumbs are sharks, you know? Gary. If they ever stop moving, they die. <laughs> Not true. Again, <laughs> Hideo Kojima, who does the opposite, who his his idea of like, a, you know, being in love with movies is to have as much of his games be literally a movie as possible. Yeah. You know, and it's just like so much more successful. Like it maybe isn't as far on that spectrum mm-hmm. um, as an interactive movie, but it just it's so much better art. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so this, this chapter felt like a throwaway a little bit. Like, I like the idea that there is, like, a shadowy cabal, even though it's a real cliche. Yep. Um, I didn't, I resented that I was pressing buttons during it. Yeah. Um, so, yep. yeah. Um, I like this chapter, too. Um, the, 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 the danger and ubiquity where uh, the Oracle is coming after Marcus because, you know, he knows that, like, okay, I need to take care of, uh, of Cain once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a premonition of this, you know, uh, uh, Lucas is in a squat hotel, just in a real shithole. And so like, Oh God, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to figure out. And you call and you have to go and answer the phone in time. So it's a lot of like fake, um, you know, suspense around just kind of like, Oh man. And here's a weird thing. Like something, something about this game that kind of like doesn't sit right with me. And, and you know, this, this pops up more earlier, but it's like the game, like the challenge of this section is predicated on you not knowing the layout of this cathedral. Whereas mm. Marcus would know how to get to his desk and answer the phone blind. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah, again, it's that, the dissonance mm-hmm. between between a movie and a game. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for a game, for it to function as a game, it has to be kind of a guessing game. But... Yeah. Like, in my, apart- in a movie, yeah. In my apartment, yeah. if you have a phone that's ringing in the other room, and I was stricken blind, I would be able to find my way to it. Yeah. Also, you could use sound. Yeah. yeah. The way that people can hear. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's there's lots of problems. You're right. That's really frustrating. Like, yeah. 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 So. But like, Marcus can die here, and you take a you take a massive uh, psych hit because your brother yeah. just died. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other countdown clock isn't really that pressing because no matter what, when when uh, when when uh, Tyler and Carla find the room that they think is you, um, they do that thing where the six is a nine upside down. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's like fine. I'm, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And they they, they burst in, and uh, it's a it's a it's a big dude having sex with a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And as then by, by that time, you yeah, as as they do. Um, and um, uh, Lucas does the Spider Man escape again. Spider Man just came out, and he hid by clinging above a window. So why can't we do that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, really frustrating chapter next. Where so yeah. the uh, the the oracle has kidnapped your girlfriend, so he's targeting people close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, takes her to the spooky abandoned amusement Ooh. park, of which um, there like are a, none in New York. Of which there are <laughs> yeah, of which there are probably none. Like you tear that down because kids are going to get in there because it's an amusement park and they will die. Have you seen the uh, the urbex of that one in South Korea? The urbex oh urban exploration. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, your abbreviating is getting out of control. <laughs> Sorry, um, no. That's what that, that's what the threads are always called. Urbex. Oh, okay. No, it's yeah. it's really no, cool. It's a it's like all it's an abandoned amusement park. I, exactly I love what you urban think. exploration. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so and he he takes your girlfriend. You have to take a roller coaster up to her because when they built this thing, they decided <laughs> what was the most fun way to get up to this landing. Like let's not build ladders or anything. It's a roller coaster. Let's just roller coaster our way up. Yeah. Every single time. Not notwithstanding the fact that my apartment tried to kill me earlier and I'm going yeah. to get onto I'm gonna get onto a roller coaster. A thing which I could walk up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, no, or climb up because it's made of slats. So yeah, if it gets too yeah. vertical, it is. It turn, roller coasters are essentially sideways ladders and regular ladders. <laughs> Thirdly, roller coasters, if they just went whenever you put down the bar, no matter what you had done before, like so many kids would be dead. Yeah. Like we would just have like a, just we would the world would be lousy with it. It'd be like cicada season with like dead kids underfoot. You couldn't drive would be because passed. the streets would be too slick. Yeah. Like. Ah, like it's so dumb. <laughs> it's pretty fucking dumb. Um, it's even dumber. You get to the so it stops at the top, which doesn't happen. As, yeah, as they don't. 
Like, <laughs> and then you get out, and she's tied to a stake, and you have yep. to balance beam across. Now, yep. notwithstanding the fact that you will die at the end of this, it doesn't matter what you do. Both of you die. If yeah. you fall, that's still game over. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. What does it? Ma- yeah. What does it? What does it matter? It matter it's, also, it's such a. Like, it's such a like a sixties Batman villain thing to do like i'm gonna take your girlfriend and tie her up at the top of the haunted amusement park yeah <laughs> you have to get through this balance beam to save her in time like it's <laughs> so tonally jarring yeah like everything about it doesn't work and then for some reason so introducing like literally every chapter has introduced a new element for the last like six so new now the new element is that you are undead yeah <laughs> um, we don't know that just yet but you are now undead mm-hmm um, and yeah. in the next new chapter, introduces another stealth thing back to your military base, mm-hmm. where you get to find out that there's like a creepy meteor yeah. that hit this military base that gave you powers. Yep. <laughs> Just introducing like new element after new element, time yeah. after time, like third act reveals. <laughs> um, so that's and that's you know pretty much it. Just another fucking annoying stealth. I think the twist is supposed to be that you have your brother there with you, but it doesn't yeah. make it any more fun or cool. No, it makes it more frustrating because you're like, okay, do I leave him? Do I? Oh man, what? Cool. Imagine a world where like, so your brother may have just died. Imagine a world where you go back and do a quiet segment where you remember something you like about your brother. <laughs> like that that's be... how you construct stories. Yeah. Like you you pace things. Like mm-hmm. you 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 know you balance highs and lows. Like you. Mm-hmm. David Cage knows nothing about storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Like I like this is this is so inept. Like I would fail anyone if they were in a class like and I was teaching them mm-hmm. who wrote this shit. Even yeah. with the beginning. Yeah. This is so like the just the worst storytelling in gaming. And like the weird thing is you can't say like, oh, the two of them building a model together and like having a disagreement but then resolving and saying, like, hey, I really enjoy this. You can't say that would be too small because you spend a bunch of time in this game brushing your teeth. Picking up phones. Yeah. Yeah. Like faxing. You get rewarded for faxing. Like you can't say it's too small because like Yeah. You've established there's no such thing as too small. Or too big. Like you you literally (laughs) press buttons to breathe. Like there's no You have the widest scope available. So to turn everything into this, like, end of world, you know, just high... This is an end of world, but, like, it's not a character moment, of which there are none in the second half of the game. Right. Um, Just trash. Yep. Such bad writing. (laughs) This this is where the Oracle tells you that you are dead and reveals her hand something like that yeah no no it's it's you telling it to this is i I think that you tell carla that you're dead oh wait no okay it's the internet that tells you that you're dead and they've read like it's the internet that's resurrected you it's the purple clock.com what's that yes (laughs) it's yeah Um, it's it's the it's the internet that's resurrected so you so you don't even know that yet it's just you know that like they're like the only clue is that when carla meets you at tiffany's grave which why mm-hmm. wasn't Lucas buried? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, was nobody implicated in her murder? They just kind of let this be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking no, yeah. no investigation. Well, the, to, to be fair, which I hate being the, at this point, <laughs> like, the weather is such, like, it's disaster levels at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the actual, like, force of civilization are stretched really thin. Yeah. So. so, so yeah. But, but like, she just notices that he doesn't have any fog coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And his hands are ice cold. Which gets her sopping wet. Yeah. Like, she, she does not... The fact that this person is as cold as a corpse in the worst snowstorm in recorded history <laughs> is not enough to, to, to turn her off Yeah, by any means. 
that's being a little unfair because that happens <laughs> later. But I wouldn't be surprised if they start boning out in the middle of the graveyard because why not? Because <laughs> Indigo Prophecy. There's nothing stopping them now. Yeah, there's nothing stopping anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's a world of no rules. Might as well, just go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the oracle goes back to his shadowy cabal and says, "Yep, Lucas is gone. Now we can go after the kid." Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You find out where the kid is, mm-hmm. um, and you're heading there, and you find out they've been sleeping together. Like you wake up with Carla. Yeah. So you're you're BFGF now mm-hmm. for no particular reason. I, I I didn't pay attention to the to the time lapse because it gives you the date um, at the beginning of every yeah. scene. Like like a, a good chunk of time passes between yes. you know like giving like it's not just kind of like oh you're by your dead girlfriend's grave let's bone down um it was you know i ironically this is worse than later when they bone down because like <laughs> the reason is worse is because when they later bone down it could if you really want to be charitable it's the end of the world and they want to have sex one more time <laughs> yeah. even if it is necrophilia <laughs> um which yeah, that's real. You have to be very charitable to allow that. <laughs> this is just a character suddenly falling in plot love for no reason. Yeah, Lucas falling in plot love for no reason, even though he's shown himself to have inhuman emotions and motivations mm-hmm. at this point. Like he is not a relatable character. Like no, no, he's they, above no, it all. He's aloof. Yeah, there's no reason to believe anything that happens from here on out. Right. You know. It could be his dying dream. Yeah, he's using his <laughs> matrix powers to yeah. like. To, to be charmer to, than he is. To, to charmier is. More ch- yeah. Ch- 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 yeah. Ch- We've been talking yeah. for a long time. Yes, we have. Uh, but um, uh, but yeah, like so. So this is cool. The 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 the, the you know you, you mentioned that we're in a state of emergency because of the weather, and just kind of like they're talking about like yeah you know like the last train out is going like everybody's fleeing south in order to try and find some relief. Like mm-hmm. just like how devastating this thing that's been going on in the background actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I like. Yeah. I would have liked if it was a little bit more subtle, but I'm I'm fine with it. And this is that wrapping up of Tyler's character, which I think is the only successful character in the game. Mm-hmm. Like he, you're making a choice that's meaningful. You can choose to stay and do work, or you can choose to go with your girlfriend mm-hmm. and choose that's more important. Which I can't imagine anyone not making that choice I, um, to go with your girlfriend. But well, the first time I played, I had him stay because I thought that he was going to be more relevant. I thought it was going to be something like, oh, if Tyler sticks around, I will have more allies. Right. Um, in the future, right? But he never shows up again, right? No, no, he does. He never no. shows up again. That no. and uh, this is a point where you can lose the game because he loses like forty, like intelligence. Yeah, not intelligence. He loses forty sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he does not want to leave his girlfriend behind. I think feel like they did an adequate job setting up their relationship. Where yeah. like yeah. this, I guess if there was one bright spot in the end, like when I said there were none. This mm-hmm. is it. Where it's like I know this character well enough. They've established a real human relationship enough for me me to make a decision that makes sense within the game world. Mm-hmm. So that happens once in the last half of this game. And this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I like that. Yeah. Um, now we're really getting into the end game here. <laughs> yeah. We're really getting into the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, you've had a vision about where, uh, the, the, the indigo child is, you know, her name is Jade. Um, mm-hmm. so you're, you're going to this orphanage and kind of barging past the, 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 you know, the nun, I guess, who's trying yeah. to keep her safe. Yeah, who hasn't evacuated the city. Yeah. <laughs> like, because they just previously established the danger of this. And all yeah. the kids were acting like there's not a national emergency going on because there is no internal logic anymore. Right. So. I do like that if you remember what the painting and the uh, and the um, 
you know, outside of her room was, mm-hmm. uh, how that can actually help you just get this over with faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, it's the, it's, it's this picture of the Virgin Mary. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then everything if, else if, has, has no amount of restraint or tact to it. No, it's just the longest matrix fight. Yeah. Yeah. With the worst checkpointing, like, you know, he's like throwing bricks at you and it's like seven minutes of dodging bricks and then sending bricks back at him and jumping on an antenna and running alongside a building. Yeah, it's, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, and I guess we, we, we didn't talk about it. Agatha is the Internet. So, yeah. we, so we have to know that by now. I can't remember which chapter exactly. We no, no, that, she, but... she doesn't reveal it until right now. Like, like when, I feel like, like I got it up. maybe before. I think maybe you can talk her into revealing it. No, because like, I feel like I knew it before that. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like you don't even find it out. Like you don't even intuit it unless you pass a QTE to notice her voice has modem sounds on it. Oh yeah, no. I yeah. guess you do have the girl with you. Yeah. It's when you're going to give it to her. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're, so so um, she's been helping you this entire time under false pretenses, and this is where you find out that you're dead. That you're reanimated. Yes, you're dead. If you hadn't figured it out from all like the you're ice cold. Yeah. Quotes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So longest QTE, you can give up. Jade, you can keep her. If you keep her, you can then give her up or keep her again. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out that the internet is after you. And uh, then you go down into the basement where there's the invisibles, essentially. Yeah. Um, down, They call themselves that, and they're a little bit like the invisibles from uh, the comic. And, uh, yeah, again, just another element. Every single <laughs> chapter introduces another element. Yeah. Um, An and ancient society of homeless people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's like what happened if like a dream journal was turned into a game. <laughs> like just like yeah. every single idea I have has to make it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, no editing. Yeah. Um, so you're down in the sewers. Um, learning about Chroma, learning yeah. about how Chroma is strong with you because of your, you know, your thing. The, the indigo child needs more Chroma. Yeah. Because Chroma good for some reason. <laughs> um, and the uh, you know your brother's there if you saved him, but he doesn't do anything. Doesn't matter. Um, this would be a good place for Tyler to show up if you kept him. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. He doesn't. Nothing matters anymore. Um, you're just going towards the end, QTE mm-hmm. to finish the game. Beforehand, you have sex with with Carla for again really <laughs> terrible sex scene. Like you can't like try to try to entice me. Like at this point, after doing everything you've been doing, like not just bad, not just bad game, but even if I'm willing to follow you down every single rabbit hole that you go down, you can't, I I cannot be enticed at this point. You've been working to not make, you know, like to set me off edge and to make me think of these world ending threats and everything like that. It's too late for you to titillate me, Mm -hmm. you know, David Cage. (laughs) Like it just, it's, it's not, it can't happen now. Yeah. You know? Uh, So I'm trying to imagine the hypothetical person who is like, yes, yes, yes. Like, like not just to the sex, because I can imagine that person, but to everything that preceded that, like nothing was a misstep for them. Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, it's, it's, it's nobody. It's people who are afraid David Cage would fire them. (laughs) Those are the only people I'm not, I'm not joking. Like the only people who would be into that are people who are lying to David Cage. (laughs) When he wrote this, we're making David Cage out to be like this, this, this George Lucas who nobody says no to. That's exactly what this is. How yeah. is this? This is worse than that. This <laughs> yeah. is worse than the Star Wars prequels, like <laughs> plotting wise. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like the storytelling in this is a thousand times worse than that. Yeah. Those are boring, but they're yeah. internally consistent. This is, this is the worst storytelling in video games. It's incredible. Man, wind them up and watch them go. <laughs> yeah. Good, good night. Um, I'm, those are the only people who are like into this. Yeah. Anyway, 
you have another flashback dream. It ex- explains the strange radiation you're exposed to. We've all figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and you do the the ultimate QTE against the internet and the uh, the Oracle. Yeah. And by ultimate, I mean longer. Yes. Not harder or more interesting. Okay. There's one interesting thing about it in that, like, this determines your ending uh, that you mm. get. Like, who wins? So you fight the Oracle first. And can we talk about the endings? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Um, so if the Oracle wins, if you lose to the Oracle, it's not like a game over. It just gives you a bad ending, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the Illuminati ending from Deus Ex and that the status quo is maintained, mm-hmm. um, except, you know, they have this new thing on their side. Um, yeah. And, like, the the, the, the the overtone is, like, you know, we're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop because they have this ultimate secret of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, all, in all of these endings, um, Carl is pregnant with Lucas's zombie baby or zombie. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, the uh, and then I I got the good ending for this. I didn't get the other internet ending. Is that just where like the world turns into ice? Yeah, yeah. So it sets up like the resistance, uh, you know, like a mm-hmm. Matrix or Terminator. So if you lose in the fight to the internet, which is substantially harder because it depends on these really long LRLR sections. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, then the internet takes over. This is what I got initially before I went back and for some fucking reason replayed the final chapter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that that is where the internet hears a secret and uh, drives humanity underground. And so they're kind of like, yeah, even if we win, we're going to have to live underground like rats. So life fucking sucks. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Which I would say is, is a little bit more interesting than the vaguely hopeful, like good ending, right. which is just like everything's back to normal. But Lucas is a god. Um, who has yeah. a kid who's probably like a prophesized child in the mm-hmm. sequels that they were imagining. Yeah. And like all of these are sequel hooks. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For, for like wildly different games. So. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like trying to, ju- if they did a sequel, I guess that's kind of brave of them if they were never intending to do one, mm-hmm. you know, to like actually just set up kind of premises. Like the end of the um, Mario brothers movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah, but then and then that's 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 it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've said it a thousand times. Like I don't have anything else to say about <laughs> yeah. this, other than like I want. I, at the beginning, I said I want to say this that when I say that it is like some of the worst storytelling I've ever ever played. Like it's not just that. It's contrasting with that fucking tutorial. Is that this man is so proud of himself for doing this? Yeah, it's really arrogant. It's really like it's like an amazing amount of hubris mm-hmm. for something that he has no business doing. Like, no business writing a story. Like, and I understand, like, you know, a lot of people are involved in this. Editors, companies, everything. It could be a compromised vision. Mm-hmm. Right? So I will give it that. But there's nothing in this that, other than kind of the maybe the first quarter of the game, and even then they're laying some of the seeds for things that are not worth it, that make me think that it is a vision worth worth trusting. Yeah. Somebody tripping and falling in the lunch line is one thing but somebody tripping and falling when they're in the olympics running for nazi germany is another yes, <laughs> you know? yes. like the stakes yeah. are higher like the stakes are so high and because of because of what they were presuming to do and because of like they showed competence they showed signs of competence they, yes. they, they, it, it is it is it is a new it, it is a nuclear disappointment 
The, exactly, and that's I, mean, I want people to take that away from this is that like this isn't like a merely bad game. This I, I like this more than I like Sword of Mana, mm-hmm. and all the worst things in life are things that disappoint you, not yeah. things that are just simply bad. And the fact that this game starts out so strong is mm-hmm. why it you know hurts so bad. Yeah, like they, they, this is an interactive movie is what he's calling it. So like mm-hmm. the storytelling is supposed to be the strength. Yeah, you know you're not supposed to pay attention to the game parts, or they're supposed to be seamless and fun. The storytelling, so even but with no part of it is you know, redeemable and, and for like, a large portion of it. And like the fucked up thing is like right now I'd be like, blah, blah, blah you know, I, I'm, sp- I'm spitting bile about it. I played this before. I'm the person who recommended we play it for this. And I'm fairly certain that in two to three years, I will get a hankering to play it again, or I will still defend that it's a game that somebody should play. Like if it's, somebody has the time and the inclination to play this novelty rich um, you know, kind of game that does a bunch of stuff right, but even more stuff like on a massive scale wrong, I would still say buy this on a GOG sale and play it. I think it's worth, I wish that the game had like a natural kind of ending bit. Yeah. You know, about a third of the way through mm-hmm. where you could you could safely stop. Right. And I could say play the beginning the same way, like I, I'm a defender of uh, Dark Corners of the Earth, mm-hmm. but the same way that like you can reasonably say like play Call of Cthulhu until you leave the town. Right. You know, like and until that's, the that's refinery, a, and then you're good. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fine way to do it. Like I like that game. After that, I think it does more neat things than this game does. Mm-hmm. Like, or it's still redeemable up until the end. But like, you can say that and just play the beginning, and it's fine. Um, I think that the beginning of this game is kind of must play if you're mm-hmm. an adventure game fan. I think that the end of it is kind of if it wasn't so tedious to slog through, I'd say it's worth it in a bad movie way. Mm-hmm. Like just to be incredulous about how stupid it gets. Yeah. But it's just so boring and long. Yeah. Like it's really hard to recommend that when you're spending most of the time watching really bad cutscenes. It's it is a fourteen hour long bad movie that you have to watch while holding a piece of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kind of starts out with a cool premise. Yeah. You know? And just man, is it disappointing though. And I just it, the fact that this is such an odd like I guess the reason why I'm dragging David Cage through the mud so much is it's such an odd tourist game. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, like his name's all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's synonymous with the company. He has that self proud little intro. They included the the secrets when you collect enough secret cards in the game, which we didn't talk about because why would we? <laughs> you unlock all this concept art and like hidden little like music videos and stuff that you're supposed to want to be into. Like it's a very proud package. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a humble product. No. You know? This is this is somebody patting themselves on their ambition while failing miserably. Patting themselves on the back mm-hmm. for being so ambitious while failing to do it. Like anyone can think of an ambitious idea, mm-hmm. but execution is what matters. And the execution here is so misguided as to, you know, salt the earth, <laughs> you know, like it's just, I mean, like, and someday, you know, I'll play heavy rain at some point. I have a PS3 now. I like the idea of an interact. I like adventure games, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like, I just feel a little Stockholm syndrome by this, like just by liking, like I like adventure games. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, it does some neat things for an adventure game. It's a curio, but it's, yeah. it is, I, it's hard for me to call it a good game. Yeah. Like, yep. We should probably take this one home. Yeah. Yep. So it's time to thank our Kickstarter backers, uh, the people who so graciously uh, gave us money to do a live show at the Portland Retro Games Expo. Um, Yeah. So you've heard the music and you know it's time for this. Gary, why don't you get us started? Yeah. Uh, So first up, we'd like to thank Aaron Malone. 
noted mobster and <laughs> Kickstarter backer. <laughs> like, uh, I recognize you're probably not affiliated with the mob. Yes. But your last name is Malone. <laughs> um, next, we have Hugh Frank. Uh, you know, I've always been told not to trust a person with two first names. Um, actually, has two last names, too. But I think you're okay, despite that. His last name is spelled a little differently, though. True. It's spelled like Frank. Like I think that's It might like be like Frank. Frank. It's yeah. Frankenstein. Yes. I, yep. We shouldn't make fun of their names. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize, Hugh. Um, next up is Murph, um, friend of the show, Bonfireside chat guest. Mm-hmm. Yep, from, uh, from the Dork Knight uh, podcast. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Excellent podcast. Go check that out. Yeah, that is a if free you have not already. plug. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> next is uh, Ben Plitz. Yeah. Who I'm sure has never said a bad thing about a stranger. No. <laughs> nope. You can trust a man with a first name and a last name. Yeah. Uh, next up is... Uh, it is it's, his name is just Consonants. Um, <laughs> so uh, so he's from Scandinavia. Gave, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Mifflegrump. <laughs> it's uh, it's M, uh, M-F-L-G-R-M-P. Mm-hmm. So Mifflegrump, Mufflegramp. <laughs> muffle uh, gramp. Let's go with muffle gramp, please. Yeah, muffle gramps here. Uh, so things muffle. This is what a cool gramps looks like. A muffle gramps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, of course, always after muffle gramp or before him. Uh, you know, side, side by side. Justin Pressler. Yeah, yeah. Not he's not a side by side, but uh, thank you very much, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is uh, Geolaw uh, Jeffrey Geodude Lawton. Uh, um, also, super fan, frequent contributor, uh, all around crazy nice guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then there's Amanda. I believe that if this is the same Amanda that I'm thinking of, uh, super fan of the shows. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Amanda. Yep. And uh, speaking of super fans, <laughs> uh, Michael, uh, qu- quote, duckfeed.tv super fan, end quote, Henderson. Yeah. Um, he's the one who made us those wooden carvings of waffle that Cole need to send me. Yeah. My copy of. That, that, that is in a box by the outside. <laughs> that is in a box by the door to my apartment. It's just really inconvenient to get to the post office. I understand that. It's, it's not, no, uh, no, no pressure, but Michael is awesome. Yeah. Um, he did these amazing woodcut things. You can find pictures of them on our, our Facebook yeah. page. I, and I, uh, if, if this is the same guy that I'm thinking of, he also makes me really jealous, like with all the cool games he plays on Steam. Like I'm at, oh, work, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm at work and I see him like bloop, playing. Oh man, I wish I was playing that cool game. <laughs> yeah, yep. That, that happens a lot now that I'm Steam friends with uh, with people. I don't have my Steam set up at work, mm. cool. but uh, <laughs> I just my, see it at home. <laughs> it's my, I use the same computer for everything, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, to... But I do I do see at home. I see people playing uh, playing awesome games, taking yeah. advantage of the sale. Mm-hmm. And yeah. finally, we have uh, Chase Bryan. Thank you mm-hmm. very much, Chase. Two, fa- for two first names and a full sentence. Uh, so, <laughs> don't mind if I do. Run, boy. <laughs> oh, so thank you so much, everybody who has donated to our Kickstarter or who, or who donated to our Kickstarter. Uh, there's mm-hmm. going to be a bunch more about that in the admin section, which you're going to hear presently. So for our upcoming episodes, uh, next episode, we are doing our Watch Out for Interaction special. Um, mm-hmm. It is questions that Kickstarter backers have asked us, discussion prompts. Um, it's going to be really fun. And, and yeah. then after that, we are doing a two-parter on Final Fantasy VII. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, so it'll be two episodes. Uh, we determined that the stopping point is going to be the end of Disc 1, uh, just yep. because Disc 3 is primarily the final dungeon and side quests. Um, yep. you know, so it may be a little bit front-loaded because a lot of stuff happens in the front, uh, yep. but uh, that is a logical um, 
you know, a, a logical, you know, point because you find out that Rose, Rosebud was, was her sled. Yeah. Um, there we go. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and I, uh, hopefully, uh, people have tolerance for long episodes because this is going to be the summer yeah. of long episodes <laughs> yeah. so far. Cause those final fan, I'm playing through final fantasy seven now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be a long episode. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and it's a long game. Yeah. Um, do we want to announce what we're doing next? We know what it is. We know what it is. Do we want to make sure that we have it scheduled? First? Oh yeah, because it's a it's a secret thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I will start working on that. Okay. Um, yeah. So that there's there's your hints. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we have something really cool after that. Yes. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, rough admin stuff happening here. Uh, Kickstarter stuff is starting to go out. We just put out the digital fun pack with the uh, desktop backgrounds and the uh, the ringtones. Uh, sent that sent that out to all the backers uh, who mm-hmm. backed at a, uh, at or above a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, that is available on the DuckFeed.tv store. Uh, if you would like to go and pick it up, uh, it's you know it's you know I, it's weird to charge money. Think of it like a donation. Uh, we just want to you know have that there. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want it, <clears throat> if you want it. Um, let's see here. By the time this comes out, the uh, first episode of our sketch commentary show, which we are calling Waff Tracks, is now available. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And that's uh, that's something that uh, a certain backer level, you got the first episode for free. Other backer levels, you get all of them for free. Um, otherwise, it's going to be something that's on sale. Um, it is, you know, I said it when we recorded the thing. We're aware of how masturbatory this is. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a boutique product. Yes. For people who really like what we do. So we're not putting it out to the masses. Um, we're looking at probably quarterly for those releases. It's a long, long chunk of uh, pod content, though. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, like it, again, it's weird to charge money for stuff. This is long. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot. You know, it was, it was fun to do, but it was also a lot of work. And it's <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, so the uh, uh, that's going to be that's available now as well. Um, I'm working. I'm making good progress through Mario Paint songs. Cool. So. Um, yeah, though that's going as well. Yeah. So I'll probably start actually sending those out to people who want at that level. That's going to be staggered as I get them done, mm-hmm. most likely. Um, probably in about two weeks or so. Maybe, or actually, maybe around the time this comes out, because we're recording well in advance. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a week after this comes out, and then the album will still probably come out in October because I want to do some extra stuff for it. So. Yeah. Yep, and uh, the physical stuff is going to start going out. We have that all designed. It's just a matter of getting it made up and packaged and shipped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is all in relation to the Kickstarter that we ran a little bit earlier in the summer here uh, to do a live show at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo or Games Expo. If you're going to be in the area, we really recommend that you do that. Uh, the pr- the the prices are reasonable. We don't know when we're going uh, on, you know, for on for our live show. Uh, just yet, mm-hmm. but you will know as soon as we do. Um, so you can make plans about which day you want to do a thing. But we encourage you to uh, to go there, not only just for us, but because it is a really good time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, there are other cool uh, things going on. And even if, if you are interested in us, like we're not just doing that panel. We're also going to have a booth set up all mm-hmm. weekend. Mario Kart leaderboards. We're going to have a trophy. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna make. There are going to be prizes. Like it's going to be a good fun time, even you know with us and beside from us. Yeah. Aside from us. So if you end up getting a weekend pass, it's not going to be a bad, bad thing. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, there's usual stuff. Amazon, iTunes, Facebook, like us, uh, you know, all that jazz. Listen to the shows on the network. This has been a really long episode. Yeah. Tell friends. That, that That's the big one, as always. Yep. Tell friends. Yep. Um, yeah. And as, as is our new thing, your responses will be in our uh, next episode. Yes. So if you have responses for Final Fantasy VII, throw them at us. 
um, through the contact forum or the usual channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay tuned next a week from today to hear your responses about Indigo Prophecy. Yep. So what should they watch out for, Gary? Uh, watch out for David Cage. <laughs> He's coming like, to that, get you. That man's a maniac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that, like, just imagine a creature with uh, like, uh, you know, like with resources, power, unlimited ego, and no one telling him no. He has everything but tact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and also fireballs. sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah